0: all right there will be bourbon there will be braxton again how you doing brother good man how are you i'm good braxton's in the mobile studio before we get him into (laughs) a little bit more of this conversation first there's two things please like and subscribe to the video do that for me and if you're on the podcast streaming version like and give ratings and all that good stuff as well but also as always this discussion will be fueled by america's native spirit bourbon uh and braxton Technically bought this bottle that I'm going to be consuming tonight. He doesn't know it yet, but he did. And it's uh, Baker's 7, all right? It's from a wonderful distillery you all know, Jim Beam. It is one of their small batch products. It's now a uh, single barrel, seven-year age-stated bourbon. 107 proof. It is absolutely delicious. It's one of the few things I think is very underrated, easy to find, even in this state of Virginia where there's really odd laws about how they go about supplying alcohol but it's great highly recommend it and now that we've got that out of the way we go back to the mobile studio and there's Braxton how are we doing brother
1: man I'm all right I'm doing good just slaving away you know
0: are you what do you what
1: oh just it's just random work I I actually I'm rebuilding the steering on this truck right now the I broke a drag link in half and I ended up having to just rebuild the entire steering assembly. So
0: that sounds exciting. Um uh, it is mustache May, so I'm trying to join up with Brad <laughs> if you can look on the video. Yeah. You see that he's clearly got a head start on me, but <laughs> we'll get there. Um so it is it's I you know, I every few years it seems like I, I bring you on and have a good chat. And it's been a while since the last time you were on. But the timing has been kind of funny because uh, I know you were out for a little bit, but then you came back and there's all sorts of uh, Twitter engagements you find yourself in as of recent. And <laughs> I mean, we get into the trade tech stuff, but that's not even the funniest part. The funniest thing was last night, if we were going to talk, it would have been centered around because I caught it kind of late myself. I don't really now I I don't really get the chance to, to partake in Twitter during the day. I just kind of catch up at night. But are you following this whole Heckler and Koch thing? Uh yeah, man. Uh <laughs> kind of I
1: was. I saw I mean I honestly getting to the point where the the company drama stuff, as yeah. long as it's not something over the top like you know, uh Ford painting a truck rainbow colored or whatever, I, I pretty much just ignore it. But I did see and I don't know if you saw the Heckler and Coke, they uh HK, oh, they um uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if they fired I don't know if they fired that lady or what, but they put a post out and said they removed her from that position anyway. And, uh, easy. yeah, they did. And they said, it was actually a pretty good tweet. I thought it was, um, said something like, uh, rules were broken. Um, and we, you know, we don't engage in identity politics and changes have been made something like that. Um, and you could tell it was written by a man because it was terse, you know, <laughs> That's my favorite part, <laughs>
0: So. No, because you you brought up kind of my point I, and this is in my notes here it's like do we really care that much about products unless it's just like overt, over the top like you know we had the bud light thing we've had other stuff in the past it's like you know there's very few things i'm going to change my opinion on in terms of whether i want to use the product on unless it's you know kind of what you said like is this just some over the top thing that i really just can't get behind or do people just like what they like
1: yeah, I think the Bud Light one is a good example though, because uh it it was it was absurd on multiple levels. I mean, clearly trunes are not the customer base of Bud Light, right? So what are we even doing here? And then uh and then they the way they kept trying to kind of skirt around it and just pretend like it was gonna go away, um, that was stupid too they didn't do like what hk did hk and hk's they weren't even it wasn't even nearly as egregious i didn't think i mean it was annoying and just kind of petty feminism shit but it wasn't like right. trying to trans your kids which is something people should care about mm-hmm. um and uh get upset about you know so and and anyway they did the right thing and in my opinion they should be forgiven but the bud light thing that's that's totally different and now they're actually they're actually feeling it you know it's hard to know yeah how much money they've actually lost or will lose i mean i'm seeing people say all kinds of numbers but you know i mean i i don't know that you really know that yet but but clearly it impacted them because you know they just released like a camouflage beer bottle like they're trying to win people back over <laughs> uh, that, that should do it i don't know um i know people aren't drinking it out here um and so yeah. I think it's good. The the right has finally got like a win. So I don't want to like rip the wind out of anybody's sails on that. I think it's a great thing.
0: You know? That's a fair point. And um I did see, and and again, it kind of goes to what you're saying. You never really know this, this the, the timing of it, but I thought it was either coincidental, because I don't think they could produce something that quickly looking as slick as it did. Like a few days later, they were running that that ad to like the anode to the the, the national american man who's just all about you know doing shit like you do on a daily basis did you see that ad that kind of came out around the same time i did and i just
1: because i spent a little bit of time kind of in those circles for a minute what what often happens at companies that are that big is the marketing team will come up with several packages and then it will one of them will just get rubber stamped by a vp and whoever else sometimes i mean i I would think an ad campaign like that, if it didn't actually get run up to the CEO, that would really surprise me. But so I would imagine that that ad was already, that right. was already one of the packages that they just didn't right. use. You know, that,
0: that seems right. Cause and it is a good point. Do you think this is because, I mean, they're not even owned by an American company anymore. So that's why I find it coincidental with the, with the whole HK thing is again, another f- company from Europe and, you know, because you never really know from our side, is this how big this same sort of, I guess, phenomena that we're seeing? I know you said the truth but it's just like everything as far extreme as possible, is as overt, of, overt as possible here in the states. And I don't know if we're seeing that in in, in Europe. Uh, I know you're not seeing it in Asia, um, but right. I'm just curious if that's something that's they're specifically marketing to us. If they're getting pressure to market that to us, or if that's just, hey, this is legit how they want to run their business.
1: It's definitely worse here. I know it's happening for sure in, in Europe to some degree. I talk to some European, you know, people every yeah. once in a while. Um it's worse here, and it started here. This is the thing that Americans have got to wrap their heads around. It's fun to blame the French and all that, and I enjoy it. It's just it's just shit talk, bants, you know? Yeah. But it really started here in America, 100% it did. Um, all of this stuff really is an outgrowth of, uh, like, deconstructionalism, John Dewey-type shit. Um, and, yeah, we, we invented it. And, you know, another thing that – I think I've said this in public before, but a lot of people don't realize – uh, this whole, you know, comedians coming out and saying how I can't believe this actually happened in comedy, this shit was going on in, in comedy back in 2010, 11, 100%. They were all of this, uh, you know, you had to have, just check all the diversity boxes for each show. People like Bill Burr weren't experiencing mm-hmm. that because they were bigger acts, you know. Um, But all the smaller acts, it was happening a long time ago. So it's been festering in that kind of uh, art world for quite some time here in America. I mean, it, it, it started here.
0: When you say the comedy acts, what do you mean? Like in terms of putting that in their, their actual show or having openers? Yeah. Or, or what so
1: mean? what happens is if you're somebody like Bill Burr or now Bill Burr wasn't that big 10 years ago, but he was still right. big enough.
0: Yeah, he was on his way.
1: Yeah. If you're one of those kind of guys, you set the terms of a show as a headliner. But oh. if you're a young guy that's coming up, you don't the club right. or the, you know, the owner of a lot of times these things are in bars or nightclubs yeah. or shit like that. They have like all the say, they're just paying you to be there. You might get to pick your feature. In fact, I was always, yeah. was always able to, uh, to pick a feature or was picked as a feature by somebody else. But that's about where it ends. You really don't have that much control unless you're putting the show on yourself. The bigger acts are putting the show on the set. Like let's say Rogan, when he tours, he takes yeah. his opener and middle and all that with him. He's not trusting the local club. Yeah, he, takes, he doesn't do clubs, friends. but right, right. yeah, he's not like trusting them to put some new guy on a show. It doesn't, it doesn't happen. So they're not going to be impacted by the stuff that's happened, the kind of the, the ground level. Of, of the of the art you know what i mean
0: that is because you know i and most people wouldn't think of this but you bring up comedy and it's something that you know you can't dei yourself into comedy and being successful right you're either funny or you're not right right in right. a lot of the ways i equate that to 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 you know baseball is a sport i always go back to because you know you can either play a sport or you can't right at a certain level yeah you know, you mm-hmm. know with your daughter not going through softball and Yeah, you can have outreach programs and do all this stuff. But at the end of the day, can you play or not? Are you funny or not? Do people laugh when you're on stage or not? So I I find that interesting that you brought that up because people at at that point, you know, the pinnacle of entertainment, you're talking about Burr, you're talking about, you know, Rogan and all these guys where they can kind of. I don't know if they're I mean, Rogan, for sure, you know, kind of call their own shots or whatever, but it brings up something I saw. You know, I was in a hotel a few weeks back. And I was watching, you know, as I was getting ready to check out, I was watching like the uh, a rerun of Bill Maher on HBO. And he was talking about why we can't make certain movies today. And I say this all the time. You probably have too, like because you're not much younger than I am. But you, you grew up in a time where like movies from the 80s that you're like, holy shit, you couldn't make that today. And his whole point was, well, why the fuck not? Yeah, but it's true. Like there's so much true. stuff like from the 80s and 90s, these movies that you could stripes is a perfect example. Can you imagine making stripes today, like with no. all the, just all the shit in the military period? Let alone the actual comedy side of it, with you know and the irony of Ukraine, where they end up at the end. <laughs>
1: <It's> just, <laughs> I forgot it was Ukraine.
0: Yeah, it's right. a book of Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um, Blazing Saddles, another one. Like oh, geez, all no of way. the police academy movies, fucking uh, Revenge of the Nerds, all of the like Animal House, all these things from the eighties where it was just constantly pushing boundaries and making people laugh at the absurdity of some of the shit that was right in front of them. And now it's like, oh, you are the world's largest bigot. And people back down constantly from it. And I'm I'm curious what your thought is as to how we've gotten to that point. And at some point, do you think because you would hope that eventually the pendulum swings back? I keep banking on that, but where do you think we're at on both of those accounts?
1: Well, To address the first point, you don't even gotta go back to the eighties. You couldn't make a show from the early two thousands or even maybe even you know kids in the hall? Dude, I I had never seen Sopranos. I know I was um, gonna get to that on with you as well. When I I told Tap um, he was like have you heard about the berlin wall <laughs> you know <laughs> like, like listen i know i'm way behind on this okay but uh um, <laughs> there's no way there's there's so much shit in that movie that you absolutely could not pull off today without without uh getting a lot of sort of a pushback you know back pressure you would you, you could still do it I, I bill burr's right just do it and tell him to fuck off that's my opinion but um you hope but you would get a lot of you know people would flip now as to how we got here, we got here the same way Bud Light got to where Bud Light is at. it all of these kids like go to any college and look at who is graduating from the marketing department or the marketing programs. It's all white girls. So the all these companies are hiring, you know, white or whitish girls, urban girls that come from middle class families that have this idea that they're gonna like, somehow uh, repent for fucking racism of their great 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 whoever you know um by making the world right you know so they're seizing control of whatever mechanisms they they can and they're sort of foisting their their will upon the rest of the country and they're finally getting some pushback for it but ultimately that's what's going on in hollywood that's what's going on at ford that's what's you know it ain't some italian guy you know, like from Newark sitting in the marketing department at, at Ford. It's some girl from, you know, a, a rich suburb of whichever city, you know, a wealthier suburb of whichever city that went through Columbia and, you know, kind of had things handed to her because we've got all these stupid DEI initiatives that have been in place forever. You know, it's not yeah. it's not new. All the shit right. it just has a name now, and they've made their way up to VP. Like the Bud Light lady, she was like forty or something. You know,
0: yeah, she, well, she's not I mean, old, it, it, but someone's hiring them, right? Someone's getting yeah, yeah. The opportunity to do this. Yeah. I mean, well, then they can Then
1: they can't. You can't pass them over for a promotion because you've got all these stupid regulations and shit. Where she can go cry that she got passed over for being a woman and. You know, it's basically uh, rules and regs and laws have kind of ripped meritocracy out from underneath everything in this country at this point, outside of
0: small business. Yeah. Well, the things I said, like, you know, certain aspects of sports, comedy, you know, I, I used to say music, but you don't have to be talented to make it in music anymore. <laughs> right? No, I mean, we know, we're, definitely not, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. we know that. Or I'd, comedy. Yeah, I mean, I you would... Get that- I'll defer to Hannah, bitch. No, I don't the, really. I mean, uh, I, I, I don't. Hannah, shit, anyway, it's it's not Hannah. Why am I thinking Hannah Storm? That's not it. Can't. It's
1: be. like um, I, I don't remember like Hannah. It might
0: as well be Hannah Bates, as
1: far as I'm concerned. The only funny like
0: woman a, that I ever remember growing up in comedy, I thought Paula Poundstone used to make me laugh. Do you remember her? I, I don't. I don't no, Paula Poundstone. She was like '90s. Kind of had like black hair kind of chopped off looking she looked like uh she looked like the lady from uh what's that bob's burgers show that's good. <laughs> i don't even watch like that shit but i see that lady okay. that's always doing like the, the dance and shit i'm like reminds me okay. of bob stuff she was a lot of comedy central stuff um okay. but yeah so but though but it's, it's got to end at some point right like the, at some point because I, I i put this out on i there was that picture or something on twitter a video of you know all these parents taking their kids to these fucking drag shows and shit and you know to me i think if you dr- if you bring a toddler or you know a kid who's you know in the single digits in age to a drag show or some sort of drag convention i genuinely think that's fucking child abuse
1: yeah me too yep yeah, so absolutely my my
0: question is. is yeah so my question is what's what's the next step for a society that just openly condones child abuse you know, like it's oh. got to swing back at some point, right? Does does it not?
1: Well, we hope, but you know, I've been hearing my whole life that the pendulum is going to swing back the other way, and yeah. it it hasn't. You know that, or it's a long ass stroke the one <laughs> way. You know, before it comes yeah, back. Yeah, I mean,
0: time is, a, you know, I mean, you're you're a smart guy. You've read a lot of history. Like, you know, it's it's weird to see one of the accounts. I don't know if you follow them on Twitter. Do you follow that account, The Cultural Tutor? Mm, I don't know. Okay, I I would I, I'll, I'll Send you a link after this, but I would highly recommend you check it out because he he just is very good. It's no, you know, there's no skew to the to politics or anything. It's just like, hey, this is how he picks something throughout history and he just breaks it down into a series of tweets and you really learn a lot. But man, it is crazy to realize that you and I are describing something that's taken place in our lifetimes, right? Mm-hmm. What are we on the blip of history, man? Like right. know, 40, forty years? That's nothing, like. You go back to some of the stuff that people have been dealing with, and it's probably not new, but what also isn't new is that I don't know who thinks it genuinely, but if we're going to be blindly assuming that, you know, America is going to be the one great society that somehow doesn't have or suffers some downfall, I think we're, we're kidding ourselves, aren't we? Yeah.
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, the nation's collapse is what they do. I mean, they have a life cycle. I I don't know where we're at in that life cycle, but yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I saw a tweet just recently said, uh, we're actually now spending more to service the debt than we spend on our national defense. That's Um, that seems like a pretty strong indicator, uh, that things are not good. (laughs) Um, yeah. And especially we've got a a recession on the horizon that everybody knows is coming. Uh, you know, GDP is going to drop and you're already, struggling to service your debt as it is. I mean, it seems like trouble, but I, I, you know, I don't want to sit here and pretend to be an economist. That just seems yeah. bad to me,
0: you know? I mean, it just, it does seem like, well, that's recent yeah. in terms of recent. Oh, yeah. like, I mean, like Clinton left office with a balanced budget for most accounts. Right. Yeah, so yeah. here we are in 2023. Mm-hmm. He left in 2001. I mean, Yeah, these are complicit in this, but that's kind of like we did this to ourselves.
1: Yeah, if you look at it, uh, an interesting thing that I had pointed out to me, I think is last year that I had never realized, but it seems to be true. If you look at throughout the last 40 years or so, uh, we actually spend less under now it's going to be different. Everything's going to be turned over because of uh, uh, Biden. And, you know, the war in Ukraine and, you know, all of that. But uh, we actually historically spend less under a Democrat president over the course of, like, my lifetime. And it's not because the Democrat president doesn't want to spend money. It's because the Republicans just tell them to piss off, you know. But they don't Um, do that to their own party. Right, exactly. Yeah, (laughs) once they're in, they're happy to spend. I mean, look at at, how much Trump spent with COVID. I mean, it's crazy.
0: But I mean, we always say like the Republicans are supposed to be the party of small government. It's done nothing but grow in the Republican presidents in my lifetime and yours. Totally, totally. And we can thank Bush for a few things.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, the Patriot Act for one, you know, Um, Department
0: of Homeland Security, TSA, all these wonderful inventions that are never going away.
1: Yeah,
0: Uh,
1: DHS. Yeah, like you said, um, what was the. there was another one just Trump recently. Trump gave us the
0: Space Force. Like, okay, that was necessary, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, at some, we've got, there's so many freaking satellites up there. At some point, someone's going to start shooting <laughs> that shit down. You yeah. know, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Uh, like, if I get a rail gun in space that can, like, drop a giant piece of titanium rod on somebody or something, I'm <laughs> all right with that. You know, that'd be pretty cool. Um, I, I, I do, I, as long as it's never in the hands of somebody like, fucking john bolton you know
0: oh god um, yeah he got, that guy just won't go away like he's 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 he still just keeps finding a way to pop up and man men like that guy just really make my skin crawl they really do man yeah like, those are the ones that i just i just wish there was a, a better option and they always find themselves in a position to either you know advise or affect policy and that sucks Yeah, I think one of the scariest things, man,
1: is, uh, and I tweeted this right at the start of the election, but I still believe it's true, Um, what do you think is going to happen when the people who are in power are convinced that World War II is actually what drug us out of the Great Depression, and they look at the, Hmm. you know, they start forecasting on our economy, and they see a potential we absolutely could end up in a depression i easily um you know we're already in shrinkflation mode and all that you know so uh yeah dude um that scares the shit out of me because i mean let's be real both parties would love nothing more than for this war to continue and escalate and and for us to be putting troops over there they would love that they they don't dare say it out loud but they would love it you know, if we could just send a couple divisions over there, you know, um, yeah, that worries it me. It was a lot.
0: largely a draft, though. I mean, we're, we live in that era now where we're all volunteer force. So we don't have the people to support something like that without without well, conscription.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't I mean, think they would this have look problem like a
0: country with... that's ready to just, you know, hey, I guess we'll go along with the draft. I mean, we thought <laughs> Vietnam was bad. Yeah. like,
1: Well, did you see did you see that they said there will be no true exemption for conscription?
0: <laughs>
1: they did dude that word um, just cracks me up. i know i like that one uh, they uh <laughs> this was just like a couple of weeks ago i read um someone posted a line uh, or a, a, excuse me a, a paragraph where they had said yeah it, it, we're, the draft is going to go off of your biological sex so sorry about your luck you know
0: i, I mean look i th- there's there's parts of me that really Cause you know, World War, I, I I swear I have this conversation every weekend when I'm out, but man, you, you bring up World War II and you look at our, our our politicians at the time, even if the ones that were like political elites, they were all involved. I mean, look yeah. at baseball, look at like, I guess baseball was the biggest sport back in the time, but, and you had men like Ted Williams and, and these yeah. guys, Jackie, well, Jackie Robinson was mostly there for, you know, he kind of came at the end and he just, it, it's not important. But my point is like, Those dudes lost years off their primes of their careers to go fight, right? Not just to go hang out, but to go actually fight. Like Ted Williams is a fucking fighter pilot. Yeah. Won a few Bronze Stars, shot some friends down and shit. Right. I mean, and then look at the political figures of that era George Bush, you know, the Kennedys. Like these guys were actually involved in this stuff. And like, do the real stuff, not just hanging out, you know, are we going to get that again? Is AOC going to, you know, Go volunteer to go be a, a, an infantry officer or something? You think we're getting that out of this, politi- this political class?
1: Oh, Lord, I hope so. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, if you look at the Kennedys is a great example, actually, uh, you know, jo- Joe Kennedy – um, he wanted his oldest son Joe to be the president, not John, the yeah. one that we got. And Joe got killed, shot down over there, um, over France, I believe. I can't I, remember for gone. sure, but
0: that was that was, that was yeah. yeah, we don't live in those times anymore, man. I mean, and it's kind of what, what do you think of the, of the grandson now with, with RFK Jr.? Um, I haven't had a chance to really listen to him, I know he's gaining some traction, but
1: yeah, I. So during COVID, I started paying more attention to him. Uh, he's an interesting guy, for yeah. sure. Um, I, I'll be honest; I have a hard time believing somebody with uh, um, vocal issues like that is actually going to win. That's you know, we're—I
0: we're, hear haven't heard him actually speak. Is it that bad?
1: It's pretty bad. Okay. Um, bad enough that Joe Rogan wouldn't even let him on his podcast. No oh, shit.
0: So, I know. That the Place I heard it was like his voice kind of sucks, but. Is that he seems his voice interesting?
1: Or his medical thing. No, he, he got injured by a vaccine in his oh, youth, shit. and so his voice, like, has a, a real Never bad tremolo. Or something? Oh, sure. yeah, it vibrates really bad, or you know, not vibrates, kind of has a tremolo thing going on. Um, interesting guy, terrible thoughts on guns and all kinds of stuff because he's a Democrat, but you know, he's he's got like he's got some things to say that are worth listening to. And he was good on COVID throughout the whole, basically yeah. the whole thing. If I'm re- recalling correctly, I don't remember anything egregious out of him. Um You know, it would be unfair to say, like I've seen people and I don't think this is a fair shot, but I've, I've seen some libertarian people be like, well, he was better on COVID than Trump's like, yeah, but he wasn't all, he also wasn't in a position to affect any policy. Yeah, so that's true. pretty yeah. easy to be better, you know?
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's funny that you mentioned that like his issue is is a vocal thing. And by all accounts, I remember, you know, studying this stuff and coming through <laughs> political science courses and all it's like, yeah, if you go back to the election where Kennedy beat Nixon, it's like it really they they tied it to the first like national TV broadcast of the debate where Kennedy yeah. was yeah. like this smooth, young-looking, good-looking dude, and Nixon's up there sweating his ass off, and it turned a lot of people <laughs> off, right? So that'd be kind yeah. of ironic mm-hmm. if, like, it came back full circle and something like that would have impacted someone, you know, in that position. That that is kind of interesting. Um, no, that's funny angle. So <sighs> let's talk Sopranos. You never saw the Sopranos? No, and it's it, you because Yellowstone is my biggest issue, man. <laughs> uh, this last season, I I I finally had enough. I couldn't after the whole Beth gets arrested in the bar thing for knocking out that chick who hits on Rip. I was just like, all right, There's I didn't th- see that. Okay, well that's when I stopped because for whatever reason, I don't know what it is, but this whole Taylor Sheridan dude, the the writer, I don't know if he just he's got some obsession with trying to make every female character into like a fucking superhero but it's 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 not even absurd at this point it's just it's whatever comes after absurd is where we're at and yeah. i feel like they started it in 1883 which is why i couldn't finish that shit it's like okay you know is that 16 year old girl is just going around killing indians and shit it's like all right come on
1: oh yeah give me a break
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: i just i couldn't watch that show you know, because I, I really do appreciate like the time aspect, the timepiece of it. Like the, the, visually, it's amazing, and I know Yellowstone kind of came out, and I think you—you you actually might even the one that told me about it because I—I didn't really keep up with that shit years ago, and I, I got into it. But it, the what it's kind of devolved into, I'm just just curious what your thoughts are on that whole thing is at this. We, point.
1: my wife kind of liked it. I, I, you know, kind of begrudgingly. Watched it for a while. There were parts of it I thought were pretty good for a minute. And then but this is all in the first season. And then after, you know, it didn't, it just didn't take very long to get annoyed and not for the reasons that everybody thinks. I mean, I can handle people having no clue how to, use a horse you know especially start right. a horse or yes. you know they are can, actors at
0: the end of the day right we get it yeah
1: exactly yeah. and you know i can just point and laugh at when they are supposed to have a 300,000 acre conti- contiguous ranch and they're running freaking roping cattle on it you know instead <laughs> of like angus or something I, I can you know i can get past that kind of stuff but like you to your point the writing when it becomes you know that it's this super badass person you know chick that's it's, it's just give me a break man i i someone else said this, it's not my line, but um, if there were all, if there were so many women Vikings back in the day, then where are all the women linebackers, you know, um, which is to me, it's like, just really sums it up nicely.
0: You know, <laughs> you know I see this, this was, it, it kind of goes with what you're saying. Like, you know, this whole like push for, you know, allowing, Men to compete in women's sports, you know. As your, what's the word? Trun?
1: Yeah, truns. Yeah, that's not my word. I got that off the kids on the internet. I just love it.
0: All right. I'm just look. If if we're gonna play the equality game, it goes. I mean, you're right. You know, because we're doing it in the military, right? We're saying, uh, you know, women can do whatever the men do, and the women, and fine, you got to still earn that, right? You got to earn it. But to your point. I mean, I'm a Bears fan, and as bad as they were on defense, I still didn't see any women out there. Yeah. Uh, right. I, I mean, I, I walk to the gym today and I get I, I I'm passed by this this woman I see every day coming out as I walk in. She's all of four foot ten.
3: Mm.
0: And there's this dude coming like a few hundred feet behind her. He's probably like six eight and just absolutely jacked. Yeah, like like a monster right i'm just like Mm -hmm. man if there's no bigger dichotomy and i'm don't get me wrong there's there's dudes who are that short but at the end of the day they're not going to be competing with him either so (laughs) it's just i mean (laughs) why are we forcing this to happen rather than just letting like the best possible physical specimens do what they do well it's what communists do they
1: they always they have to destroy stuff first you know their whole basically their whole idea is destroy everything and start anew and kind of remake the world in my image and of course i'm going to do it in such a way that will see me on top of the new system you know sort of what commies always do so it's just it's permeated into into everything but you know biology will always get a vote. I mean, look at—we both love baseball. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I checked out of uh MLB when the whole stupid social justice shit started, but I still watch college uh, ball. Yeah,
0: that's over. You can you can come back. It's fine. <laughs> that would be nice. Yeah, it's but, gone, man. It's great.
3: Good
1: <laughs> baseball <laughs> shit was. Fine. But baseball, it takes a lot of strength. Obviously, you know, you got to be, you know, like one of the one of. You got to be, you don't see a lot of Dustin Pedroia's for a reason, right? I mean, right. most yeah, of the guys anomalies. are big, strong guys. Or Jason
0: Altuve, or, or Jose Altuve. Jose, yeah,
1: yeah, right? Yeah, He even Yeah. Even more so yeah. him. He's like five five or something. Yeah, he's a fucking um, anomaly. <laughs> right, but it's still a skill sport. Yeah. Um. Not Not that football's not, but there's a lot of finesse in baseball, right? Like, theoretically, some of these girls could play second base for the Red Sox, you know? Where yeah. the hell are they? Yeah. I mean because yeah. it can't make it dude. I watched college softball with my kid. You know, she likes, I, it, we enjoy yeah. it. It's, it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Um, you know, spend some time with my kid watching her learn, you know, helping her learn some more nuances of the game. And despite what female coaches will tell you, it's still the same game just with a bigger ball.
0: you yeah, know. you're absolutely right. Um, it's, it's, you know, my cousin was a, we were like brother and sister growing up three weeks apart. She, we both pitched in college. She was a stud, you know, much better than I was, but yeah, like, I mean, it's outside
1: of some minor differences like Can't Steal and some stupid shit like that, yeah. it's it's still pretty much the same game. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> dude, a D3 college girls team, you look at a D3 college girls team and compare that to a, a a D3 college boys team, and it is like watching a high school team compared to watching the Yankees. I mean, it is. 100%. night and day 100%. you start like the top 25 teams like baylor oklahoma those kind of there's some girls on there that are pretty good athletes uh baylor's got a shortstop that's a pretty good athlete um but dude it is i mean it, it is so you, you just almost have to watch it to really see the difference because i think girls would get pretty pissed off hearing this i don't care it's true like go turn on uh I don't know uh Southern Utah University versus whoever um f- men's and then go watch Southern Utah women's play mm-hmm. whoever. You yeah. see Davis or something. Yeah. Um <laughs> dude, it is freaking
0: Well, idiot. I think I, I get what you're saying and um uh, two points, right? So I know they made this big deal out of this over the last year was that well, that that girl who was the first Division 1 baseball player she played for Brown University or some shit. Mm. I don't know if you saw that. And they just, she Mm-mm. just resurfaced about a week and a half ago because she threw out the first pitch at a game and it was, it was awful. <laughs>
1: <Which> I, <you laughs> yeah.
0: What what position did she play? No, she went to pitch. She pitch. went to pitch. I can't find any stats on her. All I, I, I can find her velocity. So what she I've seen awesome. on the, what I've seen on the internet is she throws anywhere from 80 to 81. Bro, that's, that's Bro. small high school. Right. So I played. In college, not D right, one, right? And yeah. um, I, if, if if on a good day, I could touch eighty eight. Yeah. On average, you know, you don't throw your marriage You know, you're between 84, 86 or whatever. Sure. You know, I was nothing fucking special. That's why I'm sitting here talking to you. I didn't retire and go to the Hall of Fame like Zach Granke, who I got a double off of. What's up? Um, anyway. It is. It is I fucking heckled him once in San Francisco, but he's cool. cool. Overall, he's had the better career. I concede. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, hold on. Now, Brown University is nothing. I get it. They're D1 just based off of legacy, right? They're not a D1 program, right? You're not going to see them in the College World Series, but I'm like, okay, right. so you made this his this this statement like, oh, we had the first female play Division one baseball. And exactly like what you said, someone throwing 80-81, Man, even at my high school, that person's getting touched probably for at least seven or eight runs. Like that's nothing yep. that's average. average. That's an average pitcher.
1: Yeah. You know, that's Yeah, cool. bro. I, I was a shortstop third baseman yeah. and occasionally, you know, you play a tournament, you run out of pitchers, you know, you gotta throw an inning or two. I had a terrible curveball <laughs> and I could kind of half ass hold the ball on two seams every once in a while, you know. But
2: one.
1: Yeah, but I threw eighty for sure, you know. Yeah guaranteed yeah and i was by dude i was like the eighth worst pitcher on the team you know like by far but she's
0: probably at the far end of an outlier for just what a female could probably do velocity oh right
1: 100 percent.
0: oh 100 no, right which don't get me wrong hey 80 miles an hour like they're most people especially most people listen to this shit they ain't getting up there and hitting that but, you know, guys who are going up there and that's their their everyday thing, they're going to crush that. They're going to put it 400 feet, especially with the metal back, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, but the, my my second point to that is that I always I always wanted to try this. Yeah, I remember saying it in high school because, you know, we had a pretty good high school baseball team. We had a really good high school softball team. Got the college. Really, really good college team. Really good college softball team. And I always remember thinking like, man let's just play each other. Like, let's go play a game on the softball field. Right. And then let's <laughs> oh, play a game word. on the baseball field. And I would willing to be, I would, I would bet it would take us longer to adjust to their game than it would for them to adjust to ours, but we would still win both.
2: Oh, yeah. does, that, does that make Guaranteed. sense? To you? Oh yeah. You mean because of the those pitching balls angle? balls look
0: fucking hard, dude, coming from from, you know, what is it? 46 feet? Like, uh, yeah i think it at 48 maybe something like that yeah, yeah. it's
1: it's it's short and i sure. stood in
0: the plate against my cousin like she could toss and i'm like holy shit
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and the angle the release angle yeah, is weird coming you
0: know? up instead of down like there's all sorts of weird shit that goes into it
1: yeah um but yeah dude once you i mean once you adjust you're gonna just be raking that all day long i mean you know, weird thing about this, I always, uh, I always wondered why they made them use a big ball. I mean, I know it's because they, theoretically, they can't hit, so they need a bigger ball to hit. I know that's like where the idea originated, but you think of girls have tiny little hands, why, why do we got a tiny little ball and they got a big old, you know, like what the hell is that? Like, and why do they have to throw underhand? I don't understand that either. Why can't they throw overhand?
0: Well, I, th- th- what's kind of funny about it is. And I don't know if this was the thought process of the creation of softball, but you know, you may know this just from just the anatomy of human beings. Like we weren't made to be overhand, right? That's, that's right. a horrible motion. Like that's why you see spears all those things throwing underhand, even like, ah, what is that? It, a slingshot, same thing, right? You don't do that overhand. Right. It's just a whole, it's just an unnatural motion. Um, now you can generate more velocity for sure but I think maybe because it was safer on the arm, maybe it was like a protective measure. I don't know. God, it's really. a great question. I probably go deep dive in it as I pass out tonight on bed, but yeah. But then when you think about it, once you're back in the field, none of that happened Like you don't throw underhand the first base to right. <laughs> hit your cutoff right. man from the outfield. You still got to fucking launch that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, and yeah, I hate I it just... dude, I play so- like, I, I don't know if you've seen any of the stupid truth. I've been playing like softball with my gym team in California. Now I'm playing out here. I like, you know, we take that shit serious but it it is weird cuz i still play short or third base and a normal throw with a softball it creates so much different angle and i you yeah. know baseball is because it is the size man you can reach back and launch that thing you do that with a softball you're going to put the rotation on it's going to take it either up it's uh, it, yep. it's a fuck it's a totally different throw it's a totally different swing it, it it's a different game man <laughs> well it's a it, or... fundamentals what's that yeah slow pitch
1: yeah, you definitely have to adjust your swing for slow oh, pitch yes. for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I played some slow pitch for a minute too after I got, you know, a little healthier and um dude, I played the hot corner on a couple That's of men's fun, teams. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, fucking they rock. <laughs> dude. I, like I had a I had one bad hop in the knee. I swear to you, I thought it broke my kneecap. <laughs> I, I I walked around for a minute. I was like Holy shit, my leg is broken! You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, those balls get crushed at third base. They, they, on, do, they really instance. do. And I
0: don't know if it's like the size of the ball. I know they use different balls and based on the different leagues, or whatever. But man, I've been I've been hit by dudes who throw pretty hard just at the batter's box in baseball, and I feel like it definitely hurts more to get hit by a fucking softball.
1: You think so? <laughs> oh
0: god. Man, I took one last season. Like it was a rocket, like you just described. And I thought I got my glove to it, but I didn't. It hit me on the inside of my leg. I mean, mm-hmm. I had a <laughs> for like six months, dude. That before like, that, yeah. went away. Oh, it yeah. was ridiculous. The same thing is because fortunately it hit me in like the meaty side of my leg. But man, I've never fought back tears so much. about like the shit. Fucking hurt. <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> it <laughs> does. And everyone's when, looking uh, at you, so you can't just be obg. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah, hundred
1: percent. And the. Because it's slow pitch, the ball's always got so much top spin. Yeah, uh, it's it's a bitch. Like every hop's a bad hop. It, yeah. I, I I'm actually glad I'm not playing anymore. To tell you the truth, I'm I'm over it. Oh,
0: it's too <laughs> fun, man. It's it, it's it's it, it's just it's kind of. I, I mean, I would assume you are anyway, but I, I'm just I'm just a stupid competitive person, especially when it comes to anything athletic. I I I got to hold on to it as long as I can, man, because I'm not trying to just roll out in a fucking wheelchair <laughs> I'm, gonna be, I'm gonna be as athletic and do as much dumb physical shit as long as I possibly can and that's my dad's fault really so that's why I'm
1: no I, I I hear you um you know it's this actually to tie back to the original point um you go to a co-ed yeah, men's league always have a home run rule co-ed teams yeah. will too but the men's home run rule at least when I was playing was uh, each team gets one. And then after that, it's an out unless the other team hits one. Which I always thought something.
0: it should be a single, because I mean, why? Pile?
1: Yeah. <laughs> but well, but it actually makes sense though, because then you just hit a bunch of singles. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> <It's> like two <laughs> thirds of the lineup would just be singling over the left field wall. You know? <laughs> um, but you look, the chicks—they never hit them out. You know, I mean, rarely. I'm sure some do, but rarely. You know. And uh, the girls play on a 200 and whatever, 205, 220-foot yeah, field. fucking like Little League, right, for us. Yeah, yeah, for real. It's like it's like when you're 10.
0: You know? <laughs> which yeah, which is always fun. I don't know if you ever done this, but my buddy and I did this for a few years after we graduated, before we just finally grew up, I guess. <laughs> we oh, would yeah. just go back once a summer and just go to a Little League field and play home run derby.
1: <laughs> 100%. I did it, too. It's fun as hell. So yep. much fucking fun, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Man, like that crushed that ball like, 270 easy. It's like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fly out to
3: yeah, the left fielder.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. man, that was so much fun, dude. Like, that, that stuff was fun. That was some dumb shit we used to do. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, I, I, I would highly recommend come back to baseball, man. It, it's gotten normal again. It's actually better with this pitch clock and all. I don't know if you changed or, or followed up with any of the rule changes and all that they got going on now, but... Man, it's great. What was the other
1: one besides the pitch clock? Something else. So they too, made right? the bases
0: a little bit bigger. So steals are up for sure. Like people are stealing bases again. Like it's, you know, Ricky Henderson and shit off the regular time. Wow. That's but that's great. what I, dude, I go back to like a record, like Ricky Henderson, perfect example. That dude stole 130 bases in one season. That's worth. absolutely you never crazy.
2: No, never, like, no
0: way. Do you think it's harder to break 130 stolen bases or Bonds' 73 home runs? One hundred thirty bases guaranteed. Absolutely, yeah, I'm totally with you. Like that's that's literally almost won a game.
1: I know. You gotta yeah. get on games, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta get on base, <laughs> and you gotta play enough.
0: You know. Yeah, yeah, that's right, exactly. People sit out games, or you know, you get injured or whatever. Yeah, like man, I don't think people realize just how great of uh, the players that we had in that 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 eighties and early to mid nineties era. Those dudes were just man it's, it's almost like they're another species, man, like the stuff that they were doing to that point, I, I think when like the way they hit like you don't see that anymore,
1: yeah, you don't and i I don't want to hear the steroid shit either because dudes oh, are yeah. still taking steroids. Uh, I mean give me a break, you know, you know
2: dude.
1: um but i the, I think the hardest record in baseball to break though is uh ripkin junior's twenty one seventy two or whatever it was, oh, um
0: yeah. I think it was more than that. I honestly think it was twenty I thought it was twenty six hundred. Let I me mean, look this shit up. But no, that's the point.
1: But no one's gonna play that many games in a row ever again. I,
0: I yeah, can't it's I can't. hard to even play that many games, period. Think about it. No shit, that's true. <laughs> right. Yeah. And yeah, then the, the other one, the other one I would say would be Pete Rose's hit record. I mean that guy yeah. hit four thousand fucking hits. I mean
1: Yeah. 2, yeah 4, how many H- Hero hit a bunch? Two thousand one hundred and
0: thirty. No, that was Gehrig. It was two thousand oh How many? Oh, that's 2600, crazy. 2632. So he didn't just break Holy Gary's shit. record, he crushed it by like two more seasons. That's freaking nuts, man. Nobody plays that many, dude. People don't know seven games without taking a game off.
1: Yeah, and now you got contracts like uh, God, uh, Long Gloria, insane. you know, down in Arizona. I heard him on a podcast I was listening to. His new contract in Arizona is he he only plays against, like, left-handers or something like that. That's a lot of it,
0: man, this baseball thing. Like, I love Longo because he just came from the Giants and he was with the Rays for a long time. But, yeah, and and this is my biggest issue with Gabe Kapler, the manager of the Giants now, is we've gotten to this point where it's like, oh, it's a a right-handed pitcher, so, you know, we can't have any right-handed hitters in the lineup. And that's what you're talking about with Longoria. Like, the guys that – He's hit over 300 home runs in his career. Like, he's a borderline Hall of Fame player, depending how you want to yeah. adjudicate those stats, right? But we've gotten into three or four mind. gold gloves. Yeah. But we've gotten into this mindset of like, oh, you know, unless they're, you know, Paul Goldschmidt or some Mike Trout, you know, these right handed batters can't play unless it's against a left handed pitcher. Same with lefties. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, they can't play like, Dude, when you grew up, you you played baseball. Regardless of whether the pitcher was right-handed or left-handed, you went out and hit the fucking ball. Like, I get all the stats and all the advanced bullshit that goes into it. But, you know, I I really think about this. Like, would Gabe Kapler, would he sit Barry Bonds down because there was a fucking left-handed pitcher?
1: You have to be crazy.
0: <laughs> like, 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 oh, oh no, we can't have Mark <laughs> McGuire, or Sammy Sosa, or, G- or Griffey play tonight because you know there's there's a picture of an opposite hand. Like, come on, man, this is that yeah. that level of the advanced analytics shit was where like you I, you lose me there because there's no equation for the individual in a moment, right? And it, you can you can put yeah. This, no, I agree. Yeah.
1: But you know what? It's a, it's a, it makes sense from a business standpoint on the Moneyball thing because it also will drive down contract costs over time because the guys are less useful. You know like your your average player now is only playing if you know t- to your point here is now only playing against you know a righty or a lefty. So now you got to have two guys to fill a position. You know, so each contract is going to be smaller, and as they each get smaller. You know they're playing less games. They're less likely to be able to hit those big numbers later in life. You know the, you know they're they're certainly not going to get a pool holes bonds a rod. You know Mike Trout type contract if they're only hitting against you know one side or the other of the plate uh, or pitcher. Um, so it makes sense. I it sucks for the game, but I I can see it financially. It can I can see how it would make sense.
0: Well, I I would instantly push back with where's where's Oakland now. Yeah, good point. Right, so yeah. I don't know if you're even following that, but now they're on their way out to Vegas, right? Right, yeah. So you know the Coliseum's dead; <laughs> like no one goes to those games, you know, because yeah. And, and how many titles have they won? Like the A's have been a storied franchise; like they, they, but they haven't won since what '91, I think. And then yeah. I don't know when they transitioned into this stupid model. But the A's had some of the greatest players that we were just talking about. Ricky Henderson's perfect example. Jose Canseco, yeah. Mark McGuire, man, Walt Weiss. Mm-hmm. Dave Henderson. You know Yeah, like... the,
1: the the stash. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, what yeah, was well, his name? Uh, uh Kurt Gibson hit Rolly the Raleigh
0: fingers. Of fingers. Um
1: Well yeah, but uh Eckersley, Dennis Eckersley. Dennis
0: Eckersley, yeah, man. Another great um, Like yeah. Uh, but yeah, like and Moneyball, great book, great movie, but it did it really do anything?
1: Yeah, I don't know. It, it definitely changed the game for sure. They didn't win. They didn't win, win anything, yeah,
3: didn't win anything <laughs> right.
0: and all they did right. was bring up like great talent to get sold off to the fucking Yankees.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, think yeah.
0: about great players that came from the A's that ended up either on the Yankees or other team, the Dodgers, and free agency, right? Like,
1: yeah,
0: you know. Yeah. And I hate that because it's kind of going with what you're saying. Like, man, I'm in a weird spot now. Like, what's today? Wednesday? Yeah. So Monday, randomly, my brother's like, "Yo, he's an Angels fan." Um he texts me like Sunday morning, hey, Otani's pitching for uh, the Angels against the Orioles tomorrow. I'm like, what? Dude, Baltimore's 45-minute drive. So, dude, I am get on the internet, instantly buy tickets, and I get to watch Otani pitch. And, dude, this is the weirdest game I've ever seen. Right. And I know you're not following this shit, but so check this out. So you do know Shohei Otani, right? Are you familiar?
1: I, I mean, I saw the name go around, but I, I haven't watched okay. him at all.
0: Okay. All right. Well, good. That's good. This is an opportunity. We call this a, a teaching moment. <laughs> so Shohei Otani, right from Japan two-way First two way player since Babe Ruth. Right. And he's, mm-hmm. he's a legit stud at everything. Right. Came mm-hmm. up in the outfield. He can run guys already stolen like 40 bases in a season before wow. he's six, four, he's fucking two twenty five. He's huge. He throws a hundred miles per hour. He wow. bats lefty throws. Righty throws hundred miles per hour. Like hits, he's already hit over 40 home runs. Like the dude is a fucking wow. like, stu- and he he's, he's flirting with 300 right now. Like he's a great fucking all around player, wow. hitter, everything. So his, his, his like, he's already won an MVP, but his culminating moment right now, I think for most people was, so the world baseball classic just took place this year before the mega season started. And uh, he plays with the angels with Mike Trout, who Mike Trout, everyone argues is the greatest current player. Right. Right. So it comes down to the championship game. It's Japan versus the United States. And runners in scoring position, Mike Trout's up, bottom of the ninth, two outs, Shohei Otani on the mound. Like, you can't write this fucking script better, dude. Right. Strikes out trout on three straight pitches wins the world classic right (laughs) incredible like blows him away with two fastballs it's oh two what does he come with he comes with like you know he's throwing 100 101 on his fastball comes with this like 91 mile per hour slider that just moves like 18 inches on fucking pitch right so he does that and so now it comes into into the season right so anyway so monday it's the weirdest game i've ever seen He's been pitching great. He's had like a, you know, below two, 2.0 ERA or whatever. The last couple of games, he's been giving up some runs and maybe his, his arm's tired or whatever. So he, he ends up going seven innings. He only gives up four hits. Well, he gives up two, two home, two run home runs. Oh, shit. okay. But then he goes four for five and hits a 456 foot home run.
1: That's wild, man.
0: Dude, I'm sitting there like 15 rows back from home plate on the visitor side, right? So he's lefty. He's right in front of me. I watch him hit this ball, and I'm like, oh, I've never seen a fucking ball hit that far in my life. Like oh. 456 feet. I don't know if you've ever seen some shit like that, but dude, that's, that's, that's a deep. No. field and a half.
1: Yeah. No, that's deep. <laughs> No, I mean I've been to a, a lot of big league games, but I never saw a 450 oh, foot home run.
0: Nothing like that. Like this dude, this ball was launched and immediately everyone knew it was gone, but it's like it was in the air forever. It was like a punt.
1: <laughs> that's dude, yeah, that's really deep. Yeah, it's crazy. He's a pitcher too. Um, yeah, he's, he's, just he's incredible, dude. Incredible player. It makes you Japanese! wonder like that's
0: he's massive. He'd be playing, he'd be like a defensive end if he was a football player.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, who's uh what was that pitcher – uh can't remember his name. Um, he's in Japan now, and not because he's not good enough to play in the major leagues, but because he was too much of a cancer in the dugout. Oh, you're um, talking about the pitcher for the uh, the Dodgers. Yeah, yep. Yeah. The last season was with the Dodgers, I think. Um,
0: yep. Uh, hold on, because that dude was a uh, Dodgers,
1: pitcher. He could throw, like, everything. He he had, like, nine pitches that he could throw
0: well. Some crazy show. Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer. Oh, no, he was a fucking incredible pitcher. This is kind of, like, where we go back to maybe, like, there's some weird political pressure going on with that shit. Because, by all accounts, like, it just seems like the dude's into some weird sex shit, and he was found not guilty on all of it. But it's like baseball's like, "Uh, Yeah. I don't know if we want you. But, yeah, Trevor Bauer. Like, that dude was I, I hated him because he was a Dodger. I'm a Giants fan, but that guy, <laughs> he's, a, he's an incredible pitcher. He's Maybe good, he's just into sure. some weird shit. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He's,
1: he's good. Um, it does make you wonder, though, like basically every kid that's pitching in college right now was the best athlete on their team, best infielder, best hitter, all of that their whole life until they got to college. Yeah. And now they pretty much just pitch, you know, all these schools just kind of turn them into a pitcher. You got to work on your mechanics, you know, you got to get your velo up and all this it makes you wonder how many guys actually could play both ways if they weren't, uh, you yeah. know, w- 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 sort of relegated to the, uh, well, the, the bullpen. You, you, know? you
0: make a great point. And I think because of Otani's success, you're, and especially from it coming from overseas without like coming up through the minor league system where dudes do exactly what you say. Right. Maybe now you're going to get a, a, a more of an opportunity to showcase it because I go back to my team, the Giants, because who I follow, but they just drafted a guy, Reggie Crawford. I can't remember what college he came from, but they're doing a two-way thing with him. And he's coming back from a from an arm surgery, but yeah, he's an outfielder, just crushes the ball in college, throws 98 miles per hour as a pitcher. Wow. Um yeah, who's like this guy that the Giants actually just called up? This rookie who's lighting the fucking league on fire over the last two weeks, Casey Schmidt. He was a first round or no second? Was he a second or first? First or second round pick of the Giants a couple of years ago from San Diego State. He was a pitcher there and a shortstop. Throws like ninety eight miles per hour, right? So yeah. Converted him to third base and short. He's playing all the infield positions. He just set the record this week for the highest velocity throw across the infield at 93 miles per hour.
1: Jeez. A
0: third base. Holy so, shit. <laughs> yeah. So like there's dudes exactly to your point that can do it. Like you're exactly right. Like, dude, if I wasn't pitching, I was a third baseman, right? And then I got to college and, you know, there's better third baseman than me. And it's like, okay, well, we know you're going to pitch. That's what you're here for. Okay, cool. And then I'd sit there and watch and batting, I'd go take batting practice and, and I'd fucking hang out with the third base. But I, I knew those guys were better than me. Sure. Right? It's, an, it's an ego check for sure, but you're right. And then you realize you aren't that good (laughs) and everybody along the way is that much better than you are. And that's why I love sports, but baseball more than anything, it's like, man, nothing's getting given to you, dude. You either earn it or you don't period. Yeah. uh,
1: You can deal with opportunities. because
0: You may get opportunities, but you still got to prove it. Right.
1: Sure. Yeah. I mean, definitely it's a, you know, it's a higher levels. I mean, look at how many teams put up with bonds for his whole career. Everybody hated that guy from, from his rookie season on, they hated his guts, but he's too good to not play. You yeah. know? He, he could be the, he might be the best player ever. Honestly. I think he
0: is. I think he is for sure. I mean, just what, especially like. If you, if you really break down the stats, like he had this great quote, they asked him once about the shift. It was after he retired. He's like, what do you think about the shift? He's like, the only thing that shifted was make me, not hit 400 you can't shift and catch the ball over the fence. Right. Dude, right. Like that season, there was that one year where people argue like, oh, 73 home runs was his greatest season. No, I think it was two years later where his on base percentage was 609.
1: It was crazy. Yeah. Cause they you were with- walking. Him so much, dude. Right. Like uh, <laughs> yeah. So much well reason. they they were intentionally walking that dude with like bases low 232
0: in intentional walks in one season. That's
1: incredible. I mean, that that's a number that will probably not, never happen again.
0: Why would you ever? Like, I I mean, it, it it's just really weird. And and there's this great line, like people always do this shit where they 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 tell like this absurd thing that took place in baseball overnight, and they would always end it with, "and that's baseball," because there's no sport like it where you could come up with yeah. some of the shit like that we just discussed, like the records, these these things that took place. Like, it wouldn't even make sense to individuals if you told them the story of Bonds or if you told them Ricky Henderson or if you there, – there's so many – Pete Rose. Like, these, like none of that makes sense in the context of, like, sure, that could happen today because it can't.
1: Right. Yeah, and it, it is uh, – the other thing about baseball that's so different is uh, it's the only sport that really seriously guards its Hall of Fame.
2: yeah yeah. there's a
1: lot of phenomenal players that are not in the hall of fame very 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 good players that don't make it you know
0: um there's some like there's some really dudes i don't think belong like scott Rowland that just got in this year from the phillies like that dude's in the hall of fame like really good player hall of fame yeah i'd have to I'd have
1: to look at his numbers because I don't really. I mean, I remember him as a player. The numbers are but
0: fine, but man, it's like man at the expense of some of the guys who weren't. I'm just like, oh come on, you know?
1: Yeah, or you position. mean like the Pete Rose
0: Well, I mean, he was a third baseman for a while. He was with the Phillies forever. You know? No, no,
1: I know, I know Roland, But no, I mean, he, I, like,
0: yeah, I, my, my, I, and I think you may have even I don't know if you liked it or you you noticed the tweet or whatever, but yeah, I I went to this Nationals game a few weeks back, or maybe it was last month, and it's like man that fucking mgm sportsbooks attached to the stadium like they yeah, encourage wow. you at this point to go make bets and it's like wow. pete rose bet on his own team to win it, it wasn't the opposite right like, this guy's a fucking demon And i got all these people in the comments or the you know responding like you know I, I i would i would consider allowing him into hall of fame but only after he's dead i'm like
2: really what is that
0: what, yeah. you know, yeah. is that where you're really at like are you really this personally like accosted by that? Despite That's how gross. great of a player that dude was on the field, like
1: he's definitely one of the top twenty-five of all time for sure. Usually,
0: like the, like if you want to make an argument, for, like people always like account best hitter, like they take power into it, but like just pure, take power out of it. And he was very adamant. Like I specifically tried to hit the ball to get on base. I didn't try to hit home runs.
1: Yeah, I've heard. Him still had that.
0: over like one hundred and thirty, I think, for his career. It's like, it's not like he never hit any. Like, Ozzy Smith, like that dude could still hit for power. But yeah. man, that guy was a stud. Like that Charlie Hustle was his nickname. Like,
1: yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, he wild. was. <laughs> he was how I got to be a Phillies fan as a kid. Was oh really, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: was, Mike Schmidt was one. Yeah. Plus, I grew up in the area, but I always liked Mike Schmidt, so who's a third baseman. So
1: yeah, yeah, Rose was he was a hell of a player, man. There's nobody. I remember as kids, we called uh, sliding first the Pete Rose. Yeah. <laughs> like, everybody did. You ever did. slide headfirst? Oh, yeah.
0: It's scary, ain't it?
1: Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I, yes, it depends on the situation. It sure can be. Like, yeah. definitely never to home plate. You see a lot of guys doing that now, you know? <laughs> There's no way in hell. No. no you got
0: to make a business decision on home plate slides. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, you know what I was talking about? Girls and stuff. They should – you know how they, like, they'll call you out in high school if you don't slide at home plate if there's a play there? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, at every base in girls' softball, you should be called out if you do try to slide in high school because these girls, they're like scorpion, you know? Every time they try to slide, like, their heels hit their freaking helmets, you know? Like, some <laughs> kid's going to hurt themselves out there. I mean, they, they mostly just flop.
0: You bring up a great point, and I don't know. I, you can tell me if your daughter's team, do they practice sliding?
1: They, Dude, I, listen, they practice sliding, but it's yeah. like we're going to get a slip and slide out. I'm like, oh, my God. Uh, okay. You know, I have to just walk away. I can't, you know. Well, what um, I would
0: – is so here's what we used to do, and we even did this in college. Like I thought it was great because it was a continuity thing. And it really started my senior year, the coach we had come in – he played D one uh, baseball. He played in the minors for a few years, but the sliding drill he brought in was it wasn't it wasn't a slip and slide because that's an easy thing. It was a mm-hmm. it was a long cardboard box.
1: Yeah, that's a good idea. He would
0: put it in front of the base, not like hey, let's put it out in the outfield. Everybody practice sliding. We just have fun. No, he wanted you to be able to see the target still and then slide yeah. right without because. Yeah, I hated sliding. I really did because I always tore my knee up. I always scuffed my fucking ass up. If it, it didn't matter, I, I've got permanent scars, and if I slide even to the day, they open right up. Right, like it's just <laughs> your skin is shot. And that's yeah. why the best thing was was sliding head first. That's why it's the best possible slide you can do. But man, that's a mind fuck, dude. It really is. And I know they've come up with those mitts that they wear now, but it's yeah. Always, uh, and I have no problem diving in defense, which is weird. But
1: Well, you're not going to get stepped on by a spike. <laughs> but yeah, like
0: yeah. close play at second, I'm like, I'm going to go leg first. Uh, oh, I'm out. Fuck, okay. <laughs> yeah, No, the, the cardboard box is a great tool.
1: Yeah, it is a good idea. I'll have to work with that with her. Like right now at home, I've just got her one step, you know, uh, pop-up slide position, That's two-step cool. pop-up slide position. Just try to get that form built in so you're not like – jumping you know yeah, onto yeah. the ground or flopping onto the ground mm-hmm. um, yeah I never I don't know I, I liked stealing bases so I didn't have I don't have like, um, worry about that shit
0: man that's all I was stealing bases on a pass ball I'd be like yo in the book put stolen bait <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah speed yeah. was never
0: my thing man not, not not, once we got onto a big field for sure <laughs> what, yeah, what position this... is your uh, what's, what's your daughter playing
1: Dude, that she they moved her from third, to second, short. They had they played her all over this year. It's kind of interesting. Um, and she's a freshman, you know, so oh. it's a lot of you know. And she would start to get frustrated. I'm like, kid, you're a freshman playing on the varsity team, and they're move they're treating you like a utility player. This is a lot to remember. You're gonna make some mistakes, you know, because I do get it. Like I brought up that um, physical errors happen, but mental errors are always your fault. You know, you make a mental error, that's your fault. That's
0: great, yep, great
1: point. Um, So I, you know, I was kind of riding her about that kind of stuff. But then, you know, when they were moving around a lot, I was like, you know what, kid, sometimes you're not going to know where to go with the ball because you're just getting moved too much right now. You're young. You know, it's your first year playing in a serious league. You know, high school is quite a bit more serious than, you know, summer softball and shit. Um, so yeah, then they they played her in one game in the tournament. They moved her out to center. Um, I didn't know I didn't understand why they did that, but she liked it. Which you know, I just keep. Yeah, she is fast, um, and she's reliable. She's probably she's got a very reliable glove. You know, her throwing mechanics are shit, but she will she will knock down any ground ball that's hit at her, and uh, uh, she'll catch anything she can get to you can pretty much trust her to catch you know um dude she one time (laughs) there was a ball that uh it was hit hard she was on she was playing second Uh, it might have been a left-handed kid I don't remember but uh it was hit hard a lot of top spin you know like we were talking about those softballs you get a lot of bad hops and uh it's like a two hopper and the second hop was bad and it popped it kind of caught her in between essentially in between the what would have been the third hop and she knocked it down with her bare hand uh, and threw the kid out and she just, the umpire's like do you need a minute and she's just shaking her head like no, no i'm, I'm okay she's, yeah, i know she's crying yeah you know?
0: internally like yeah i need like an
1: hour man but i'm good let's go game on <laughs> yeah and then she comes and uh after the game she's like hey did you see that one i knocked down i said you talking about the bad hop you know And she said, yeah. And and she, I said, yeah, I was proud of you. She said, good. I knew you'd be proud of me for that one. You know, (laughs) I was like, like, yeah, I am, you know, and I'm such a shitty dad sometimes. I'm like, how about that one that you kind of let go up the middle? I'm pretty sure you could have got to that.
0: That's great. Yeah. I'm glad you said that, but let me, let me go to the first thing. So you mentioned the center field. And I never really thought about like, this is one of those moments that things kind of like, ah, it was one of those aha moments in school. I remember, it was the the preseason write-up of our team in high school my senior year. and one of my one of my really good friends, Nick, he was our he was always a center fielder, but he was moved to shortstop um, this for our our senior season. And, and a lot of us were like, what the fuck is Nick playing short for? And the quote from our coach was because he's the best athlete. Mm-hmm. And then the follow-up sentence was, if he wasn't playing short, he'd be in center field. So I would say to you, to your daughter, if she ever asks, that's where the best athletes play. Right, short and center field every time. That's best athletes. Right, you cover left to right in the outfield, and then and at short, most range, second deepest throw compared to third base. But third basemen don't cover the range, right? So
1: no, yeah, no. Yeah, third at third, as you know, you played there too. I mean, it's yeah. it's pretty much a one hop spot. You you don't have yeah.
0: a lot of range over there. You just just gotta have a strong arm. Fire that fucking cannon. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah yeah and you gotta my grandpa used to always say they put the ugliest kid on third base uh, <laughs> <which> was,
0: <laughs> man, i had a coach that always used to heckle me be like oh e5 every time i made a play i'm like bitch i didn't like in my head i be like i didn't make a fucking error what you call me e5 for you fucking dick.
1: Mm-hmm. oh i hated making errors dude and unfortunately i made my share of them. It. but
0: yeah it's part of that man for sure no um, no i think that's really cool like w- my daughter like i just remember Man, she never wanted to do a team sport. I remember taking her to the batting cage when she was like six, and the first pitch that came, she crushed. I'm like, "You can do this!" She's like,
2: eh. <laughs> was, "She just didn't
0: like it." No, she hates she hates team activities. Man, she likes she's an individual. So, like, we'll throw the ball, which is cool. She likes doing that. Yeah. She's always like throwing the ball with me, but like, she's never wanted to to do the sport thing. She's Just it's not in her. She takes way too much after her mom. You know, her mom's a really passive oh, yeah. individual, which is cool, but. She's about to graduate next year, man. So, man, I'm getting that's crazy old as shit. I'm
1: getting. Old. You are, man. Forty two, bro. You... Forty two. Yeah, yeah. That's
0: that's deep. I'm in I'm better shape 30. now, though. When I was twenty two, if I was this way, then I might have made something shape. of myself. I might have. It's, a, it's undeniable. Yeah, I might have made something <laughs> of myself. That's crazy.
1: You um, know another thing about boys and girls sports difference that I didn't know. My wife, she just she played soccer. She didn't. uh okay. yeah. She didn't play anything another else. Great sport. Um, yeah, I hate soccer, but I don't mind girls. I know, soccer. but
0: like when you break it down, it's it's a great sport, man. But I get it for all the reasons you hate it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's European. I don't like Euro trash shit. <laughs> um. <laughs> I think she's, I think she swam too. I can't remember, but yeah,
0: um, me and my brother did that. My brother swam in college. Yeah, well, Swimmers and everything. Not, no shit.
1: Yeah. Swims, swims. That's an interesting sport. But so I didn't realize I was at, you know, work. I'm always, I'm a stickler for mechanics because mechanics are the game, you know? Yeah. I, so I'm always working with my kid. I, I always tell her when you're at the plate, you don't think about any of this. Don't think about anything but hitting that fucking ball. But when we're doing BP at home, working off a tee, working off a hitting stick, whatever, then it's just mechanics all day, you know? Um, and I'm having a real hard time keeping her off her front leg, you know? She, girls just have a tendency to – early or what? No, like uh, their weight ends up clear up on their front leg, like over the top of their knee. It's almost like yeah, they – okay.
2: Dri- yep. Uh,
1: almost like their bat drags them forward, you know? um so I i having a real hard
0: no, no go ahead. no no let me i'll, I'll add it at the so, end I, 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 I
1: and you know these c- coaches a lot of times are just not she's lucky she's got a great coach um but i i you know there are other coaches uh they're always saying stupid shit like the shit you heard in little league you know like squash the bug and it's like oh my gosh dude that's So she gets a lot of bad advice. I'm working with her trying to get her hips through, you know. Um, And you got to obviously, you have to keep your weight back to get your hips through. And then one coach said, Your shoulder's flying open. I said, Your shoulder's not flying open. Your shoulder's got to open up to get the bat through the zone. That's not your shoulder flying open. I said, If if a person who knows what they're talking about says that, they're talking about pulling off the ball, not letting your. And so. Anyway, I'm like, Oh, sorry. I'm getting tired. My blood pressure gets up, but
0: every time I watch the Giants each night, man. Like-
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like working on, you know, working with her and my wife points out, she says, you know, gr- girls have a hard time uh, with the rotational motion in their hips. They, their hips don't rotate like yours do. And I had never even considered that. Cause you think about like girls you know say yeah, dancing or something point. or whatever yeah. but dancing is not that's not a rotational movement in the hips you know that's like forward and back you know yeah. kind of maybe side hmm. to side like flexibility yeah. stuff. but it's not it's not a core strength you know rip your body through something um and i had never even considered that but when you when you you, you talk about uh, the differences in mechanics we all or, uh, like body biomechanics we always talk about like size upper body strength this kind of stuff but actually, the narrower hip and the stronger core generates a shitload more power than girls are capable of. So it it just it's like it's even the nuancey parts of your body are much much more powerful than a girls and you know these things don't necessarily show up in numbers. But if you look at like exit velocity on a good girls softball player, her her bad exit velocity is going to be around like seventy. Okay. you know a good one you look at exit velocity on a good man's bat it's going to be like 100 like yeah. oh good what, yeah yeah good yeah. not not great yeah. somebody like Aaron Judge is going to have 108
0: 100 you know Aaron Judge gonna is going to be the, which is weird but I'll, I'll I'll come back to him, but keep going but it, so it it'll show up in some kind
1: of numbers like that but people don't ever talk about those numbers the difference between 70 and 100 is so it's not just substantial, it's enormous. I mean, it is because, like, uh, for anybody who doesn't know that's listening, um, they say on a girls' field, which is shorter 220 or so, the difference between a flyout and a home run is taking your exit velo from uh, 64 to like 68. Now it's gone. So you, you take 70 to 100 and think, dude, that you're adding another 150 feet to the ball.
0: You know, also launching, mean, too,
1: right? What's that
0: launch angle, too?
1: Yeah, well, yeah, launch angle, too. Yeah, <laughs> but like, believe me, with high school girls, I'm not even worried about launch angle right now.
3: Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: like, well, all right. So, a couple of things. So, the first thing we, we talk hips, and I, I mean, I don't know how much you I, I know you, you you've you've done a lot of physical shit. I know you're a wrestler, baseball, this shit. But one of the one of the big foundational pieces of of CrossFit in terms of athletic performance, athletic performance is the hips.
3: Mm.
0: Every and it's one of the one's one of the, the cornerstone pieces. If you look at any of their art, their, their literature is like the demonstration of athletic performance. Can always be tied to the hips. I agree so, and, and and I like, and that was one of those things. I remember twenty third, twenty fourteen, when I did my my CrossFit Level One certification and really getting into that. I was like, man, that's it. It, it, it was a hard pill to swallow because I never had explosive hips, man. Like I never did. Mm-hmm. My brother is a very explosive athlete, right? He's different than mm-hmm. me. He's, he's a couple inches shorter um always a better swimmer always a better sprinter he's just a more explosive athlete right like i was Mm -hmm. a good athlete but he's more explosive and when i really realized where explosivity comes from it's the hips yeah you know my brother's four years older than me and so to this day when he sends me these videos of him like kicking the fucking the bag i'm like jesus if i get kicked by that fucking kick i'm gonna get broken in half right
1: (laughs) yeah it doesn't feel
0: good yeah you're a ufc (laughs) guy like you know how this shit works and it's like that's all hip explosion man and it really does express itself in baseball and softball because power mm-hmm. comes through nothing more than hips. You're talking about yeah. how to get your hips through, right? How does that work for the, for a, a girl, right? The, the typical girl sport doesn't really allow for the explosion of hips, right? Softball, yeah. maybe it, maybe gymnastics, yeah. right? Cause gymnastics has a lot Definitely. of explosion to do like some of the parallel stuff. Like that's, Man, gym gymnasts, men, female, those dudes are women as well. <laughs> They're fucking incredible. Um, so the hips for sure are are a very good indicator of how well of an athlete you'll be. Because if you find a great athlete, high school, college, pro, whatever, chances are if you go all the way and drill it back down to the hip performance and you're annotating that stuff, probably a good chance that they they weren't me right?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I think that, yeah, or me, yeah, to yeah. your point, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I, yeah, I think that's totally right, 100%, it's, it's even true in horses, you know, It like, oh, yeah. you look at how they, they breed, like, the American quarter horse is basically bred to be a, a, well, originally bred to run a quarter mile, and then it, you know, kind of turned into what it is now, like, a ranch horse, um, yeah. I mean, they still, they still race, but, um, Everything is in the hips on a horse like that. I mean, the girth and stuff matters too, but it's all any athletic movement you do on a horse. Pretty much, it's gonna tie back to his hips. He's gonna sit back on his hips and move. Um, especially if it's like a tight turn, he's gonna sit way down on the on his butt. Basically, you know, it's it's all hips. Um, yeah, I think that's true. Look, you, know, you look at um. Uh, Difference between uh, an animal like uh a gorilla and like a chimpanzee. You know, like we're yeah. our body shapes are more yeah. like a chimpanzee than a gorilla. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and gorillas like live on their upper body.
2: Yeah. Right.
1: You know, but if you were just rating pure athleticism, a chimp is yeah. going to be 10 <laughs> times the athlete. The, yeah. you know, he's out there swinging from trees and shit. Yeah. You, yeah. Know? you
0: don't want to get into a fucking fight with a chimp. You don't want to.
1: Do no. That. Yeah. <laughs> And I guess they're kind of built more, but I guess they don't have huge hips either. But it's still – it's an interesting – you know what? uh, Mountain lion's a great example of that. They have extremely powerful hips, you know. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Bears too, dude. Bears have huge freaking asses.
0: That's the scariest thing I could think of. If I'm ever anywhere, I just don't want a fucking bear chasing me. What am I going to do?
1: Oh, you can't outrun them, that's for sure.
0: You can't outrun them. You (laughs) can't outstrain them. uh, I don't know what you can shoot them with. I mean, yeah, we go back to, you know, Yellowstone, I think Rip shoots them with that 30-odd.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'd start with whatever you got in your hand and work up from there, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, 30-odd, six will kill a bear deader than hell for sure, though. Really? Um, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, black bears are not – they're actually not that tough.
0: Well, no, um, black bears, I grew up with them in Florida. They're kind of small. Like, they're not that big. But I'm talking about like a grizzly charging your ass. Like, what are you going to do with that?
1: Shoot him. That's, that's the goal. <laughs> that's the goal.
0: <laughs> shoot him <'em> before <laughs> it eats me, man. Yeah, I mean, I guess shoot them and hope they're like, yo, what the fuck was that? I'm going the other way now, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, <it's just laughs> the, the only time I've ever been real, real scared of a bear – I've been nervous. Don't get me wrong. I've had situations where I was pretty nervous, but the only one time I was real, real scared of a bear was he was sleeping and I was with my buddy. We were bow hunting for black bears over kind of near Yellowstone. And um, we had been taking turns One guy would have a bow, and the other guy would have a shot. We each had our own shotguns, of course, when we'd walk. But to take a stalk in on the bear, one guy would hold the shotgun and back him up just in case, you know. Anyway, we have been doing that. And we got into a situation where we were just driving up to this other spot to get out and hike up and camp in a different area. And there was a bear on the side of the road sleeping about 30 yards into the trees that he saw. I didn't see And we slammed on the brakes and jumped out. And we both, you know, after we got up a little ways, and we both just grabbed our bows. Neither one grabbed a shotgun. Didn't even like think about it. Um, So all I had was a sidearm. And um, yeah, I had to have had my pistol on me too. But um, anyway, we go up in the trees, sneak around, come down on opposite sides of the bear. And obviously, he was going to be able to shoot it because he saw it, but you know, just in case I would shoot it if it came over my way. And, uh, I arranged the tree that this bears under and this guy had already had me, had me and him stalk in on a grizzly after I told him that's a freaking grizzly bear. Saw it at like 200 yards away. I'm like, that's a grizzly. And he, he was convinced that's a different story. But so I, I already knew his judgment was sus on these things. Okay. <laughs> so I arranged the tree. It's like 33 yards for me. And I see him draw his bow back, you know, arrow knock draws his bow. And I'm like, oh shit, we're killing a bear, you know? Um, And then he lets down and he looks over at me and just mouths, you know, like whispers grizz, but so I could read his lips. I'm like, are you shitting me? So now we're both 30 yards away from this bear and it's between us and the truck. Neither one has a shotgun and it's awake and looking at us now, I'm like, This is the worst situation I've ever been in. I've got – all I can do is shoot this thing and hope for the best, you know. It ended up working out. The bear just wandered off, but that could have been –
0: Is a bow going to do anything to a bear?
1: You could definitely kill a a grizz with a bow, but how long is he going to live before he dies is the problem, you know.
0: I guess that's the point. Man, that's – Man, that's one of those situations that I don't think people really – ever really have to experience or account for, right? That's a good I, point. But he like, you kill it, but how long is it going to be alive before? Because <laughs> you can yeah. do a lot of shit before he dies, right? Like he's like, all right, oh yeah, yeah.
1: Meriwether Lewis uh, got chased into the Missouri River by the first grizzly he ever encountered. I'm right writing about the story in my book now. And uh
0: oh, wait, are you finally
1: writing this book? About I've been I've been I've been working on it. It's just taking me it's forever. It's been like seven years since you were on the last time and you were talking about no, <laughs> it's, it's been a couple <laughs> years for sure. Man, it's taken a lot of weird turns. Uh <laughs> it changed great. my thinking I on can't a few wait things. for it. I can't but wait But <laughs> so he's Meriwether Lewis, okay he uh you know he was kind of a pompous dandy feller from uh Virginia, right? But it's the old types of virginian gentleman you know he's like pretty you know, pretty neat guy and
0: like had like his whole head scalp almost ripped off
1: no a- that's that's a different guy okay. um so merriweather this is lewis and clark you know okay and he he had already killed uh something like 300 black bears and he kept telling these indians because they all the indians on the river on the way up basically since uh the man- uh, Mandan village in uh, the Dakotas had told him about this great white bear. And, you know, you'd be afraid of this great white bear. And he basically was like, ah, oh, these guys are pussies, man. I ain't afraid of these stupid bears. You know how many bears I've killed? You know, he's like not even worried about this thing. And he finally encounters one, sees it. He he called it silver, which makes sense. I've seen them in, sometimes in the sun. Certain ones do look pretty silvery. And uh, he sneaks up, you know, he's they got, you know, muskets, right? and uh, sneaks up to some bushes, and he's watching it and waiting, finally shoots it, 50-caliber ball, Um, shoots it right through the lungs. The bear turns around, starts chasing him. He runs, another guy shoots it. The other guy's with, I forget which one. It might have been John Coulter that was with him. I think it was. Um, Anyway, he shoots it. They both take off running, jump into the river, to try to get away from it, to swim out to their boat, you know, where all the other guys are at. The bear jumps into the, the river with him chasing it. This thing's shot through the lungs. All the guys on the boat shoot it again. And by the time they get this thing killed and he's in the boat, you know, and they drag it ashore or whatever, he said that there were, uh, now I don't want to lie, I can't remember if it was five or seven, but either five or seven musket holes through its torso god before yeah 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 i I think um i'd have to go back and look at notes but i think they were all 50s yeah just a big ass lead ball you know and that thing lived but and grizzlies when they get uh hit in the heart like they're gonna die it's something that's been built into them genetically over time they get a big huge shot of adrenaline you know they have a huge amygdala and they get a big shot of adrenaline so they they're basically living while they're dead you know on autopilot just off rage essentially you know is that because of um,
0: humans or is that because of just their own shit that they encounter with each other i think
1: probably just fighting other bears over yeah. time i would That's bet nuts, Um
0: yeah. well i mean would another bear get to their heart
1: i think it's more just that the system evolved in that way not necessarily that uh it was probably it's probably wrong to point out the heart part, but I'm saying like a heart shot is a kill
2: yeah, a shot that I, would kill. I, I,
0: it it's it 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 triggers whatever usually gets them in a fight to where they're like, hey, you're gonna die. Right. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. Then they yeah, and then they he's just so go ham. Fucking... <laughs> <So> <laughs> dude, uh, to go back real quick, like so your daughter, um do you teach her the whole throw the knob at the bat of the ball thing?
1: no um no i don't is, but i was taught that yeah um, well
0: i it's one of the things I, and i was literally honestly just reading this today honestly um there was a there was an article i was reading about because we talked about barry bonds he's like some of the greatest pictures you'll ever see of bonds is everything his hands are always out in front of his body when he hits a home run
2: mm-hmm.
0: and yeah. and it transfers like to the softball players. yeah like mm-hmm. his hands are always here because he's bringing the the knob to the bat, right? Or the knob mm-hmm. to the ball. And then it goes to what your daughter is dealing with. If she's so far out on her front foot sometimes, it's because she's accelerating her swing rather than keeping her weight back and accelerating through the zone with the bat, right? right. Pull the hands at the ball, let the fucking hands do everything, and then the weight will transfer naturally to the front foot. But honestly, one of the ev- – baseball stuff, it doesn't matter, just – study bonds is hitting like that dude's fucking swing was perfect for everything. Cause he was old, super compact, super short, choked up on it. Like the guy was everything that you were told to do, right? Like, mm-hmm. it. And I, I, it may help just kind of alleviate some of the issues your daughter's having with being out on the front foot. Cause all that is to me, like, even without even looking at her swing, if you tell me she's out on her front foot, she's just trying to time early. And if she's timing early, she's probably on it, but she's not going to generate any power. So she's going to just slap the ball on the ground, most likely, right? Or stupid <laughs> pop up. You yeah. Know, and it bat. also
1: causes it when you, it's 100%. And it also causes, to your point, it causes the bat to kind of take a U through the zone
0: yeah. instead of you coming through flat. You're not you know? going to do anything unless you get super lucky. And even then, it's a single, right? We don't want that. We yeah. want bombs,
1: bombs, and doubles. Yeah. That's it. Doubles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: doubles in the gap.
1: She she hit a double off uh, the second best pitcher in the state of Idaho. That's year. That you
0: telling me about—that's awesome. I was man.
1: happy about it. Yeah, that kid throws. Um, I think they said sixty-eight. That's um, nuts, dude. Just hard, hard for low 90s. softball.
0: Yeah, that's low nineties if you convert that <laughs> yeah, Look, you that's hard, to say, man. Low nineties is nothing in terms of like a pro, even good, good college. Like you'll see it and you get familiar with it. But man, if you're seeing that as a high school, yeah. Dude, that's life-changing because you're like holy shit. that's like yeah that's, that's hard that wakes dude. you up like man that's hard you know mm-hmm. it's like that great line from major league you know straight ball i hit very much curveball that's great right? <laughs> yeah yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> you just said yeah. something about that like you
0: trying to tell me jesus christ can't hit a curveball <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> the greatest movies ever man
1: it, it is a good movie
0: can we make that yeah one? you think we could make it
1: no i don't think so i i mean you could. You know, to to Bill Bar's or Burr's point, you could, but you'd get a lot of blowback, but who cares? You know, I think you'd get a shitload of support too. Um yeah. Uh do you know the other thing, they they throw a they can throw a pitch that rises, you know, because of their release angle. Um that that would take a minute to get used to for a breaking ball to come upward. That would be weird.
0: So um because I'm going to really nerd out here on Giants pitchers, but Taylor Rogers, right, of the Giants, he throws underhand, mm. which is weird because he has a twin brother who's now officially on the Giants. He's he's never been on the Giants until this year, who his brother, you know, they're twins. The one I'm talking about is right-handed, throws underhand. His brother is left-handed, throws overhand, throws, you know, low to mid-90s. But mm. his brother, the one I'm talking about, this the literal underhander, everything's like a riser a slider whatever and the velocity is nothing like the hardest Mm -hmm. i've ever probably seen them was like 86 but when you change the angle this is what i was explaining to my mom it's like it doesn't matter if you throw 60 like if you're used to seeing mid 90s coming from this and then all of a sudden you change everything and it's coming like this even the sliders coming up and moving man that's a that's a total mental mind fuck it doesn't matter what the velocity is you can't hit it
1: yeah, and you're gonna get a you're gonna induce a lot of uh, little pop ups to the yep. infield and shit like that too. Hundred percent. That dude
0: either gets rocked or he just gets everybody out. And right now he's in the moment. He's in the he's in that he's in that like period where he's just getting everybody out. But I've seen the opposite. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> I mean that's gonna happen with anybody with yeah. a little velo
1: anymore. But, but, um, yeah. dude, I remember to your point about you know seeing '90s. uh We had a, a kid, a guy owned a graph and read graduated and uh he went and played in college and came back and pitched bp for us one time and uh (laughs) dude he's a big guy probably six five something like that big big dude he was a great boy on the mountain yeah
0: it's a
1: big boy yeah oh man and he threw i want to say high 80s like 88 somewhere in there left-hander and he came through that bp Dude, it was eye opening to say the least. I mean, the whole team is just striking out left and right, yeah. you know. Like yeah. I mean, it was it was uh yeah. It, like you go to the, the batting cage and crank the batting cage up to 90, you see it one or two times you can hit it, you know? Yeah. But it's when different. it's coming, <laughs> dude, it's totally different. It's yeah. coming it's totally down, different. it's like yeah. freaking so hard to hit, man. Well, that is yeah, the other they, thing,
0: like in the batting cage, you know it's coming.
1: Right, you know yeah. What's
0: coming with pitcher? you Might throw a change up, right? You might throw your curve.
1: Might throw oh, a curve. dude. Have you, have you seen yeah, softball change-ups? What's that? Have you seen sorry to cut you off? Have you seen softball no. change ups?
0: Oh, I, I've seen them. They yeah. <laughs> I've never actually stood in the plate and ticking one. No.
1: I I tell my kids sometimes, listen, don't get down in the count. Try to get that kid to throw you a change up because it's like a batting practice pitch. <laughs> like <laughs> it's, they just have a, a hard time, you know, slowing that, you know, not making it obvious. And usually yeah. it kind of rainbows in. But anyway, that with a with a dude, he does same motion, same arm angle, same everything. And it takes about 10 miles an hour off of it. And you feel like you're gonna fall on your face. I mean, I mean, that was
0: my that was my pitch in college that I developed. Like that was it, because I I threw a circle chain and that was my best pitch. If like if yeah. and like I said I didn't throw fucking hole. like if I I didn't throw hard for that I mean I threw hard for normal people but like if I'm throwing you an 85 mile an hour fastball and then I drop 72 with a circle change that drops 10 to 12 inches you aren't hitting it. No, yeah. So why would you no, waste I'm your not, time, sure. right? You're waiting for me to throw the 85-mile fastball so you can deposit it into the fucking seats, which I've had a lot. Because <laughs> <right? laughs> that's, that's, that's fucking hitting, and that's what I never, like, you know, my dad, like, he wasn't in a position to teach me this. Like my dad play baseball, but you, you know this. The more you progress, and you're probably learning this with your daughter, and she's getting it. Like, the more you progress, the more you realize baseball, softball, you have to think. It's a thinking person's game, period. Oh, yeah. It's like Absolutely. golf, right? The only difference between golf and baseball is the ball's not moving. But it's the same fucking thing, man. It's like you can't go into any at-bat worried about how hard a pitcher throws. Whatever you have to pick a spot on the plate that you're going to cover, a specific velocity, a specific movement, and you look for that and hope you get it. Yeah. Other than that, man, once you get to a like, especially college, once you get to that and above. Man, you're just hoping and praying at that point.
1: And the, you, best the first players can do it
0: because you can't just go up there and be like, yeah, I'm going to hit 95. No, the fuck you're not. You're
3: not even going to see it.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Right. <laughs> you're not going <laughs> to see
1: it. <laughs> it's funny you say that. My, my uncle told me that the first thing his hitting coach told him when he got to spring training was uh, swing as hard as you can in case you hit it. So that was the first <laughs> advice he got. Right? <laughs> right.
0: Yes. Yeah, <it's, laughs> yeah, but it better be in that zone and the coverage of the play that you're trying to do. Cause, like, look at now, man. Like, I, I think I talked about this with you. Remember that dude, Walt the Zoliac, that would show up. On oh yeah, somebody? yeah. I talked about this with him a few years back, um, and, and and he he was right. You know, it, it's just the the evolution of technology, but also like the, the training methodologies and everything. Because you know, when you and I grew up. Man, you saw somebody throw 95, you're like, holy shit, everybody throws yeah. 95. Now, man, the dude on the giant, Camilo Duvall, that dude throws, he touches 104. True, yeah. That's you crazy. Uh, you don't see it, Braxton. You can't see 104. You can hope you're looking over the plate in that specific position, and like you said, swing as hard as you can because he might hit it, and if you do, it's probably got to go a long way if you're on the right launch angle, right, or on the right plane. <laughs> But, man, yeah. it, 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 it's so hard from 60 feet, six inches away to see something that fast.
1: Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, well, and to, to your point about the uh, evolution of, uh, like, just training uh, mechanics and stuff, look at Tim Lincecum. He was, like, 160 pounds. And I the do, dude was I, out there throwing, like, 94.
0: I got a great story about Lincecum. So this – i was in a i was in a leadership school at fort jackson 2006 and, you know it was a uh a residency right so i had a roommate and you know i think it might have been Linsicum's, it was 06 or 07 i think he had just thrown a no-hitter and we're watching on sports center and my roommate's like oh shit that's tim lincecum i'm like yeah you know because i'm a giants fan so i'm like yeah it's fucking tim Linsicum. he's like Dude, that's my bet. That's my older brother's best friend. We grew up in Bellevue, Washington, in high school, and playing oh, baseball no together. Sure. Wow! <laughs> and he's like, "Yo, that dude smoked so much weed," which made sense. <laughs> I believe yeah, yeah. He because would- he was in San Francisco, so it worked out perfectly for him. But yeah, yeah, Lincecum. Like once I finally started following that dude's career, that made no sense, man. That dude was. He was he was a physical anomaly, like you said, from a size perspective. But then eventually, at some point, he had to learn how to pitch. And then overall, like it didn't last forever. But he was great. He two Cy Youngs, like the dude was. Oh a, yeah. He was a stud for a while, man. But uh, yeah, and sure. nails
1: in the World Series.
0: Yeah, I mean, like the pressure moments meant nothing to him. He's like, fuck it. He's
1: probably hot,
0: to be honest. Probably. Yeah, you don't know what's going on. He's like, bro, throw the ninety-four mile per hour slider. Let's just.
1: Do- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's no way that body is going to hold up. No, you know, like no one Ryan could do it because he's huge. You know, but yeah, it is weird. Even that Trevor Bauer we were talking about earlier, he's not a big guy either. I think he's about my six size. I one, think. Yeah,
0: six foot six one. Yeah.
1: And yeah, like, like 190, 200, you know, just like that's I'm like 5'11, 195. He's
3: got,
0: he got great flexibility in his arm, you know, to be able to throw it hard. You know? Yeah. And
1: he, he was, uh, I watched one of his YouTube videos one time. Um, I don't even know how he popped up in my algo, but I, I watched him and a really interesting guy. Like he, he was like a, a physics major or something like that in college. Um, really yeah, yeah. bright right dude yes. um
0: he's got so much like i just think like major league baseball doesn't know how to handle that dude because he's not he's not just some fucking idiot who can throw the ball hard like he's he's a complex human yeah he's, he's i think he
1: picked a lot of fights for sure but yeah. but so did bonds bonds gotten fights at every
0: team he was ever on you know yeah i i, I listened to a lot of like so about a month ago, I went up to my old alma mater in New York, and you know, I went and watched the doubleheader. And you know, on the way back, I was you know listening to some Bonds podcast, and he was trying to explain a lot of that because it's true. Especially growing up on the East Coast, you know, being a, a Giants fan, like I never got to watch those games. Like everything I saw of the Giants and Bonds was like Sports Center on the the next morning, getting ready to go to school. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he made a great point. He's like. And I can see like he's authentic because you, you know, these types of people and their personalities, especially you, you, you would pick up on this. He's very open and honest. He's like, dude, I'm an introvert. I don't want to do any of the stuff that average athletes are expected to do. I don't want to talk to people. I don't want to do anything. I just want to go show you what I can do as an athlete. And I was great at doing that, but then you would come to my locker and you want to ask me questions and you don't understand what I'm going through or saying anyway. So how can I explain this to you? How can I explain to you how seeing a 100 mile per hour fastball is nothing to me? Yeah. To you, that's uh, hard. To me, he's like, as a hitter, like there is nothing. And, if, and he talked about his time as the coach for the Marlins. He's like, yeah, I really had the debate on if I could go do this because I needed to really understand if I could convey to the average baseball player, even if they're pros, how to hit because to me, it was never hard. Like hitting a baseball was never hard. And that's the craziest thing for me to hear Braxton. Like uh, I believe it. Dude, so. Yeah. Right. But he's saying like, this is not hard, but how do I explain that to you even as a pro hitter to make you understand like, like you can feel the same way. And he's like, it took a long time. It took a long, it took many months for me to build a rapport and to try to get them to understand. <laughs> but it's like, Overall, I feel I made the positive impact, but I'm really trying to affect my legacy now. But it's probably too late. And he acknowledges that he's like, but you know, the media wants me to apologize to them, but I I never wanted to be a part of it. Which I I don't think you should. In a way, right? You know, like it, it it's hard to look back on someone who just didn't fit in and expect them to fit in, right? Like not everybody's fucking Michael Jordan, not everybody's Ken Griffey Jr. Bonds just happened to be the greatest player that you and I probably argue is one of them, but he just didn't have the personality to fit in with the media.
1: Well, he, I was talking more about how he got uh in fights with every on every team he ever played for from the time he was like yeah. in, in Arizona, yeah, you know, in college. You know, it makes
0: sense. People just he just couldn't relate or get along with them. Yeah, and, and I mean his dad was one of another the best players player. of his era.
1: Yeah, you know? Another great player. I mean,
0: yeah. And then his, his fucking Godfather's Willie Mays. Like, I know, yeah. How <laughs> much know, more pressure do
1: you me. need? It's true.
0: Yeah, you know,
1: the point about it not being hard, I had actually never even considered that, but it makes perfect sense. The way that guy – you think about him hitting 74 home runs. the of That's like he probably saw 85 e- easy-to-hit pitches that whole season. Know, he was getting easy long. for him like you already said he was getting long yeah and you and to your point that you made earlier you might get one pitch per at-bat yeah that you can actually hit you know yep. and he just hit them every time so yep. yeah it probably was easy for him it's like the baseball bat was like a tennis racket in his hands you that's know
0: not still at that level dude like i'd never experienced that not even down to league. even games where i was like man i was like four for, I'm, i know that's nuts that is absolutely insane to be able to do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, I've never seen a hitter like him. I, I don't think, well, even before all the steroid stuff, he was he was already the best was hitter. He's already a game. 400
0: 400 guy.
1: Like, that's what's now
0: – like that guy had already yeah. done everything to get into the Hall of Fame. So, yeah,
1: when he was with the Pirates, I want to say he won six gold gloves and like three silver sluggers and nuts. was a 40 40 guy every year. Um, he's not. Yeah, dude. He's there's. I don't know if you'll ever see another player like him, honestly. And, and, and in this new era, I, if someone came close to touching that, they're just going to use the bond strategy and intentional walk them. I mean, they're not even going to let him get to seventy. I don't think, yeah, there you know? there
0: are honestly times where I watch a game and it's like. I, and, you know, I always go back to the Giants, but, you know, the Giants' biggest rivals the Dodgers. And, you know, the guy that is consistently killing the Giants as the Dodgers, Max Muncy. Like, this dude, half of this fucker's home runs every season seem to be against the Giants. I'm like, why do you pitch to this guy? Yeah. Because, you know, I I I, as, I I approach it from two angles, right? As a fan, I want to see the best play the best, and I want to see what happens, right? But as a manager, I'm like, fuck that guy. He's not getting a chance to kill my team. He can go hang out on first base. So yeah. I respect both approaches. But, yeah, I'm like, every time Max Muncy comes up, that dude's going to hit a home run. Mookie Betts, same thing. Since so he's joined the Dodgers. I swear, every time that guy comes up, he crushes the Giants in key spots. Like, he's just one of those dudes. Mm. And yeah i go back 20 years ago to bonds i'm like that dude got 232 intentional walks
3: in one season
0: let alone overall just from taking the at bat and and the dude i think that year he still hit 46 home runs like the guy never (laughs) had over barely 300 at bats like yeah
2: that's insane
0: man like
1: (laughs) yeah it's crazy his his numbers would be they're little they, league they numbers. It's little yeah, League. Like are. if you were it the is. best
0: player in Little League, that's the stuff
1: you would think to see. It's it's honestly it's even better than that. Like that's it's like it. video game shit. Yeah. You know? right. <laughs> like Yeah, man. I don't know. the didn't they didn't they change a the rule on intentional walks now where you can't do it? Anymore? No, well
0: now you don't well you can call for the intentional walk, you just don't have to do all four pitches. You just say it. Oh, you just say, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. not bad. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But that's not a bad little change like why why throw the stupid? Pit? yeah, yeah okay, yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. maybe there is another player like that out there somewhere. I don't know it's it's kind of a little bit like John Jones, though, like actually, I want to make this one point first and then bring up the John Jones thing because it's, it's they <laughs> <Yeah>. tie together. <laughs> I
0: really want to get with you on that
1: <laughs> so the they they did to Bonds' credit. The media and baseball fans, they did absolutely railroad him on steroids. They totally did. Everybody was doing it. Everybody knew everybody was doing it. Yes, he was on growth hormone and all that. Yes, 100%. Yes, he committed perjury. Okay. But all those dudes were doing the same shit. You want to tell me Mark Maguire went from like 200 to 260 in like three years? Like all of a sudden he looks pop. Popeye.
2: What's so weird about McGuire
0: is that dude hit 49 home runs as a fucking rookie. Like. Yeah. He was already he was already pre-programmed to do it. <laughs> like, Same as Bonds. I mean, yeah. they like these guys they weren't a... like they weren't you and I who just all of a
1: sudden turned into a Hall of Fame
0: player. Like that's not Right, how exactly. It works. <laughs>
1: no. Yeah, that, believe me, there were tons of guys taking steroids that never made it out of a yeah, I, you know?
0: I saw it in fucking college, like, dude. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right, good luck. It, it happened. It didn't happen either. Yeah. No, I yeah, 100%. But they did railroad him on that. And so he's you know, and, and the whole asterisk stuff, it's like, dude, you'd have to, you, you're better off just putting an asterisk on the entire era. Yeah, you
0: whatever. Know? Just, you know, it, it's, it's stupid, man. It, it, it really is. And
1: um, so, so the John Jones tie. Yeah, out, this is, uh, I want to hear this. They did the same thing, in my opinion, to John Jones on steroids. Yes, he was using PEDS and yes, he lied about it. hundred percent. But so is 80% of the rest of the entire sport. You know, it ain't just that guy. Um, they're especially mad at guys like John Jones and Barry Bonds because they make an extremely difficult thing look easy.
0: Yeah.
1: And it pisses everybody off. It's like, well, I mean,
0: it just is what it is, you know? Jones more than ever, I think, since his his heavyweight. And, and I want to get your take on this because I think <laughs> you and I probably agree on just about a lot of things, but for whatever reason, UFC, you and I, we have some- – I think we we don't quite see eye to eye on things, but I, and I would defer to you though on it because I know oh, you've got no. a wrestling background. You're very well versed in this shit. And um, were you not like surprised slash disappointed to see Gagne and just his performance against Jones? Like, were you expect? Because I'm not gonna lie, Braxton, I went into that fight thinking this is where. Jones is finally going to fight someone, not just his size, but bigger. And he's going to fuck him up. And it, it like,
3: like what I the did fuck not happened? Think that, no.
1: Yeah, no, I did not think that. I thought it would look <laughs> like, uh, I thought it would look basically like it looked, um, anytime really? you take you a, thought
0: that was going to happen with him finally fighting someone bigger than him.
1: I can, I can show you DMS from before the fight. No, no, it's friends. not that I'm doubting no, no, no. you. Just,
0: I'm just curious why well, you he, but
1: here, that. here's why. Anytime you have a guy that was a national champion wrestler in college that just when he fought Daniel Cormier outwrestled him in a way that was embarrassing for Cormier. And I'm, I'm a fan of Cormier. I think he seems like a great guy, you know, he, like, he's, really
0: good re- it's but he's not he's but, small though compared to Jones, right? Is that not a factor?
1: Oh, he's way bigger than Jones. I mean, shorter, but he's yeah. way bigger. Like Jones wasn't cutting much to get to two oh five and Cormier was walking around at like two sixty and cutting down to two oh five. But Cormier was
0: he was these he, he guys are special, but anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah. Daniel, so anytime you see that happen and then he's gonna go in there and fight some dude at that level who's never even put on a singlet before, yeah, it's probably <laughs> gonna go that way. I mean, it just is what it is. Say I honestly, you know, a lot of people get bothered by this, but I think the the Gon fight and the Francis and fight are probably really similar. Uh, like I think he does the exact same thing to to uh is Ngannou. really? grappling, yeah, I do. I hundred percent, I do. First of all, Nganu's people lie for what because this guy had a tough life coming up. It really did that's that's really tough yeah it's pretty... <laughs> uh, and Americans have this weird thing where anytime a, a black guy has had a tough life we have to like pretend that he's something that he's not on top of it he's already great but we we try to pretend that he's actually better than he is if you look at his technical ability as a striker it's it ain't very good dude it ain't mm he's on he's on his front foot his nose is over his toes all the time he's reaching when he comes when he closes the gap he leads with his head he does a lot of things really really wrong now he has you know uh the touch he's of death he just got and yeah he
0: just got very good power because he's a big fu- he's 265 pounds of shredded fucking steel yeah
1: oh man yeah. yeah i'm i mean i listen this is not me saying i'm going to beat this guy to fight no, no i know no you're happening. you're actually but,
0: stating you know this is this is the analysis of the guy right which is yeah and so fair. that's fair he has to go in and
1: fight a really good wrestler who's rangy is actually a little bit longer than him and is really good with his kicks keeping people out at range the way he closes the gap, uh, with his head, you know, his shoulders out in front of his feet, that's the easiest person to take down in the world. Jones just probably slips under body lock, takedown, punches him until he doesn't want to be in there anymore. That's probably what happens. Um I just don't see that fight being as competitive as other people do. I, I really don't. I, so, I, I do in you. fact I think the steep matchup is more competitive than. Really? Yeah, I do. Because is a good wrestler, and his boxing technique is better. It's not that he's – he doesn't hit as hard, but technically he's better than Ngannou. It doesn't mean he's a better fighter, but he's technically better. Who was that
0: dude that Jones fought? That's probably four years ago at this point where it went to decision. I thought he lost. Dominic Reyes. Reyes, right. Mm -hmm. That was – Yeah, Dom –
1: Sorry, go ahead. Sorry.
0: No, I was going to say that was probably the only time I thought, like, without a doubt, Jones lost and got the benefit of the judges. And...
1: People forget that that fight was in Texas, though. Um, and this is back before we had unified rules. So in Texas, they put an extra emphasis on octagon control. And even though Jones got outstruck in that fight, he was pushing Reyes back through the entire fight. So... I don't know. It's hard to say that he lost that when you take that into account. Jones is a very smart fighter. It's he knows what the rules are <laughs> yeah. and he does
0: just enough to win, you know. That's what's like, yeah, that's what's so frustrating. Cause I don't think Jones is <laughs> Jones may be Barry Bonds in a way that it's kind of goes back. Like he's not likable from the no. mainstream, but man, you can't fucking beat this fucking guy. And all you want to do is see him lose. <laughs> like that was me going into this fight a heavyweight. I'm like, he's finally going. To-. And I didn't bet it I was so <laughs> glad I didn't bet it because I'm like, nope, I'm not gonna do
3: it. But I'm I was just so
0: like, it. I just remember watching it. And I'm like, I oh, man, I can't believe I paid $80 for this shit. <laughs> 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 and that's yeah. where I'm at with a lot of UFC right now. I was like, man, I, I almost talked myself in the butt because for the long like, dude, I I just man. I loved fucking uh, Masvidal. Yeah. I just love his personality. I just, I, I just think he just got hot too late in life, like too late in his career. You know, he's sure. just too old. And I, I, and man, some I can't remember what it was. I think I went have went to a game or something, but it just it kept me from buying this last pay per view. But something told me like there was no way he was gonna beat this dude that he ended up fighting and losing. But I, I really wanted him to win, right? Oh. <laughs> Oh yeah,
1: Burns. Yeah, Burns. Yeah, Gilbert Burns. That's what it was. Yeah, Yeah, that's a tough matchup for Jorge. Yeah,
0: shorter Burns. I think is like. I mean, I know it's. I know the weight class, but man, Burns is a big boy, man. Yeah, yes. Jesus, that dude just—I remember actually—it was in Vegas the when you were supposed to come out with us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dodge that boy. Yeah, you just sure did. Good for you on that one. But I just remember, and I bet against Burns, and he ended up losing. Um, but yeah, I just remember even where we were at. I was looking at Burns and like, man, that's a big fucking dude for five ten. Yeah, Get he's up. big. That's a big boy, like. That think is not 170. That dude, <laughs> dude, no <laughs> large yeah. man. Yep, yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. yeah. So um what do you think about now? Like and I, I want to get you out of here soon. I have like two more questions for you. But you we got Connor and and who's the dude he's supposed to fucking fight? I keep forgetting Michael Chandler. Yeah, Chandler, which I think Chandler has been nothing more than a disappointment since he got to the UFC. But whatever, he's gonna fight Connor. How do you see that going? Um, that's a
1: tough one because it's, it's hard to know what to expect from Connor. Uh,
3: yeah.
0: you know, I don't Who know fought that same night against Pettis and, you know, broke his ankle, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. And he changed his style
1: up a lot for that fight kind of went back to kind of a more traditional boxing stance. And I thought it was a bad idea for him. A lot, <clears throat> a lot of his, uh, yes. openings were created by that kind of karate blitz stance that he would use. I, I think, Hopefully, he goes back to something like that. Um, if the Connor that fought uh, Khabib, forget about the Connor that fought like Eddie Alvarez and stuff like that. If the Connor that fought Khabib shows up, it's going to be a very tough night for Michael Chandler. But I can't, I mean, Connor put on so much weight. He's a different athlete now. It's hard to ha- have any idea what he's going to look he like. He hasn't fought in two years. Yeah, and it's three, I think. No, two. You're right, two. Two.
3: Yeah, this, um
0: well by the time he fights, it'll be almost two and a half, almost to like two and a quarter at least. September. Well, he's got
1: it. He's gotta win the first fight with Usada, um, and then justify <laughs> Chem. Yeah,
0: you know, to- you got a good point because my brother's like, that's dude's on fucking roids <laughs> Oh man, yeah. G too man, like at, a- at, at Connor's age, like dude. I, I work out pretty fucking hard, and I can I can I can I can cut weight. What Connor's doing is the opposite. That's yeah, hard right. at that age, right? That that's just hard.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to get back over 200, and it's tough for me. No, I'm the right opposite. Now, so. I'm going.
0: I'm 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 out of the 200 pound club, and I'm I'm not going back.
1: Yeah, where are you at? Like 195.
0: Yep, right at 195, 196. It depends, yeah. I'd like to be back in the 180s, but I just don't think that's feasible for what I want to do. So I think like 193 to 195 is kind of my my sweet spot. Yeah, yeah. if you're trying to get to 200, good luck, man. But, I mean, you could do it. I can tell you how to get to there from the, what, what to eat, but performance-wise, don't expect much. <laughs>
1: Dude, I, yeah. Dude, I freaking, I finally, I was, trying to figure out like why I was struggling to, I mean, other than just being old, but trying to gain. uh, And I I was like, dude, I'm eating, you know, I I downloaded an app to track all my calories, you know, I'm trying to keep my caloric intake really high. And then I put on an Apple watch that grandpa gave me uh, to track, you know, my shit. Yeah, it's cool. (laughs) So I, I, I put that on for a day just to see what my, what, you know, how much I was burning. And I was freaking blown away, dude. My app had me eating, uh, I want to say, 4,500 calories. Holy and shit. when I put the the data in from the Apple Watch into the app, uh, it was like, you're going to have to up your intake to like 8,000 or some crazy shit like that. I can't remember. I, I can't even remember what the numbers were, but it was absurd. And I was like, bro, I, there's no way. I mean, I can only eat so many boiled eggs in a day, man. Like I,
0: yeah, <laughs> like, I mean – without really knowing everything that you do and, and what your apple watch program would be i would say like going back to our conversation yesterday like oh i was up on the fucking mountain and i got caught like if you're doing stuff like that then honestly yeah i can see you burning easily five to six thousand calories a day because that's not normal dude right like a normal human being at our age, just being alive, like you're resting, whatever, probably 17 to 2200 before you even yeah. do anything, right? That's that's probably normal. And you do some really strenuous shit. So yeah, I could see that, but without knowing what was programmed or put into the to watch, I don't know, but I could easily see 6,000 calories just being like your normal now, when you're doing like your, your horse breaking, your hiking, your hunting, guiding and all that shit. Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah, it's kind of. And that's crazy, a lot of food
0: man. when you break it down. Like you don't think about it like that. But yeah, that's a lot of calories, man.
1: Yeah, it's a shitload if you're eating clean, which I don't, admittedly, haven't been doing very good the last <laughs> month or so. <laughs> None but- of
0: us do, man. That's <laughs> why we look like we do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: but when I was being really diligent about it, um, and then, you know, you add Workouts in because obviously you got to lift to get bigger, you know. Yeah. Um, start, yeah. I mean your workout. I mean you're not. You're really not burning that many calories, honestly, in a workout. But uh, you know, like a, a weight routine, you're not. But I mean, you, you burn some, but it's nothing
0: like nothing labor. like what, yeah. Like, Hiking through a fucking mountain, nothing close. Yeah. No. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of it's kind of wild. And so you look at Connor and see where he's at. It's, you know, the other thing you have to factor in, dude, is how much is he partying? Cause it seems like he's partying a lot,
0: you know? Dude, I, I, I've said this for a while. I like, I just, the circles that we've ran in back home, um, happen to know a lot of really affluent Irish people. Um, Connor McGregor is not a very well liked person.
1: <laughs> no, I know. Yeah,
0: no, he's not. No. Yeah, he, he's spoken very lowly of, but, uh, yeah, I would say I I don't I would say that dude has been very fortunate because without that proper twelve deal, that dude may be broke right now, man. Because of what you described, like so, remember when he showed up on that fucking yacht and like yeah. during this
1: dude, Dubai.
0: that's it's not sustainable, man. Like I'm glad oh, you got yeah. you cashed a six hundred million dollar check from proper twelve, but. I, I sure hope you're putting something away, but no, sure. Yeah, like, he, and that's why the Irish that I'm talking about, they don't really think very highly of him because they he to them he personifies like trash becoming very wealthy and then returning to trash, and that's what they kind of see, which I think is interesting because I like that's his perspective. I would never see because I'm not a fucking Irishman, right? So, sure, yeah, which I find interesting because you know in america we we, we take our heroes we, we look we just spent all this time breaking down jones and bonds but yeah maybe that's how they view connor you know maybe they just don't really like him that much which is yeah it? i think so
1: i think you're right i mean you can't you, you know you go to a pub and punch an old guy when you're the like, uh, yeah, world champion you know?
0: and, and there's a video of it you can't even deny it like dude I like, know, what's yeah. wrong with you man like
1: yeah, Yeah. terrible behavior. And same thing, you know, Jones is, is off,
0: is, yeah, uh, off not the been, field, yeah. so to
1: speak. It's not good, dude. It's yeah. bad. Yeah.
0: I, I I don't know if it, it – it wasn't Jones. It was somebody. I remember you and I kind of had a disagreement. Of, but, like, that's my thing. It was with, Jones. Was it? Okay, yeah. Because, like, the UFC is just – man. Okay, last question, and I'm going to let you get out of here because I know it, okay. it's 10 o'clock okay. my time. Um. But, no, so – do you, do you like where, um, because it seems like it's definitely changing, very recently the way uh Dana White's taking this, and and I go back to the what was the what was the title fight we just had where they allowed one of the challengers to just hop in the fucking ring after the fight's over and just talk shit to him i'm trying to remember who the fuck uh,
1: probably sean o'malley you're talking about,
3: about yeah
0: yeah that's perfect like man i love o'malley I, lo- I would love to see him fight but like why are we letting this happen like this dude just won the belts, and you're dana white you know he allowed this to happen this isn't just some oh, yeah. shit that just you know what i mean so it's like is he really following the boxing trend because i know he came up through boxing or is he really just is this just getting out of hand because well, think, first... think about that, in that moment, like, man, you're just trying to enjoy the fucking – you just beat so, so, so who, though? Yeah, who is, like, by all accounts, he's probably the best in that division in history, and you just beat him. You want to enjoy yeah. that. Now you got to deal with either this was prearranged or this is just spontaneous, and you're just left to, like, control your emotions in that moment. Like, to me, that's hard, man.
1: Well, it has to – I don't know about – because this was in uh... – North Carolina, I believe, is where that card was. I can't remember where was that card.
0: I'm uh, I'm not 100
1: percent sure either. Well, if it was in Nevada or Utah, where O'Malley's from, right? No, I'm saying the I'm thinking about commissions. Um, okay, I've only cornered in Utah, and I don't even remember if I actually cornered in Nevada. I don't think I did. So I guess I've only cornered in Utah. But if it was I'm sure that all commissions have similar rules. You would have to have approval from the commission to let someone else in the cage, you know. So oh, it's orchestrated. <clears throat> yeah, I mean even if it's just the commissioner at the gate, he would have to allow that person in, you know. So okay. Dana White would It's definitely orchestrated. This I don't think it's boxing necessarily though. I think it's uh WWE shit. It's it's Vince McMahon type stuff. Absolutely.
0: Um, and I don't like it, man. Like I don't know how you feel, but to me, that just seems corny.
1: It is corny. I agree that it's corny. Uh, hard to argue with the guy who built the UFC into a company that yeah. evaluated at twenty billion dollars just a few months ago, though. You that's, know, like
0: Jesus, that's insane. God. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, it, it's fighting, right? It, it it goes back to what we talked about at the very core of this. It's like you either can fight or you can't. <laughs> like yeah, no one's gonna right? give a shit whatever persona you bring to the ring and how fucking funny you are or all that other talk shit like Connor did. But the biggest thing with Connor is like, he was able to go in the ring and back it up. And that's all people care about. Cause if you can't, you're just a funny dude who can't fight.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you might go be a comedian or something. Yeah, yeah There's a lot
0: of dudes like that. That's me. I could be funny, but you know, like <laughs> yeah. step in the ring with any of these dudes, I'm getting floored in 20 seconds.
2: Oh, yeah. I me would too. like to
0: make it 20 seconds. Maybe that's what I could do. man. I could hit Dana. I'd be like, yo, bro, let me see if I can get 20 seconds on the undercard. What's up? Dude, <laughs> I, that's another
1: thing I think <laughs> we talked about baseball. The, the average fan does not understand the gap between them and the guy at the UFC level.
0: They have no clue. Not at all. Not at all, dude. Nope. Every yeah, dude in the a- fans at a major league game thinks they could step in that box and hit a fucking home run. Yeah, and they won't even see the ball. It's like, yeah, yeah, like you know, we can sit here and complain about Jones and Gagne or whatever Gone, whatever his name is, but the dude who lost the Jones will absolutely end my life.
1: Oh yeah, (laughs) yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, (laughs) bro the 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 kid the kid on the undercard that's like five and five in the UFC is gonna absolutely fuck up ninety nine percent of the world.
0: but also we it's weight classes right because i think i mean i just saw this and i don't know if you see this so there's this dude clay Tabor, right he's a former nfl player he he he, he's in the media now but he does a lot of coverage of the ufc Mm. or not the ufc but the nfl but i guess for whatever reason he felt like chiming in on the the Sahudo and you know the, the that fight he's like yeah i'll absolutely fuck Sahudo up and and Sahudo <clears throat> responded and i'm just like okay so you're 6'4 250 like
1: you're it, losing that fight dude
0: but but is that what you're like are you trying to be proud of that like it, so what you're trying to say to your audience is you can beat up a five foot fucking 340 pound man
2: yeah I mean, and I you know what point. honestly
0: i'm with you i would be honestly like i'd be like i don't think that big dude knows what it's like to get punched in the face and i already know that that dude <laughs> <laughs> right so he may be at a great physical advantage but at the end of the day i think if we're going rounds and we're going in like a, a an actual fight i i honestly think the smaller dude because do you think braxton bro Dude, I'm, I'm six foot. I'm like 193, 195. I will not fuck with anybody in the UFC at any weight class. Above no. me, my weight class, below me, i may maybe like a female 120 pounder. Would, <laughs> <laughs> but do you think I'm fucking with the 135 pound champion of the world? That dude will fuck my world up
1: yeah people really don't understand the i i got in a people got real it's funny people take my tweets out of context and then rage at what they say i said not what i actually said it happens a lot it's kind of funny um people who've never uh done it yeah. they they really don't understand the weight class concept it's like bro the weight class it's not that it doesn't matter but it matters when you have two skilled people. It matters a lot.
2: Absolutely. When you have
1: someone with no skills and someone with tremendous skills, it doesn't matter that much anymore. It's, yeah. it's not nearly as big of a deal as people think. If you took uh, Floyd Mayweather, who's dude, he he's like one hundred and forty pounds. Yep. You know, five
0: seven. Tiny yeah. Not, not a you big take man. That- if you saw him on the street.
1: No, you, you take that dude and put him in a boxing match, obviously not fighting because grappling changes the dynamic for a boxer. But you put him in a boxing match for the dude who's never boxed before. That's like six four two twenty Dude, the six, four guy ain't winning that fight. It <laughs> ain't happening. Not. No, it, I don't know. It, it, people just they just don't get it and it's not to say that the weight doesn't matter two average guys on the street you got two people that are both untrained or you know barely trained then the weight class is going to matter a whole bunch because you got two unskilled guys it's gonna it's gonna matter a ton but if you got two guys on the street and one's like a former amateur MMA fighter that still trains and this other dude outweighs him by 50 pounds, but has never fought a day in his life. The guy I'll, I'll put my money on the former amateur guy all day long yeah. over the all other day. guy. All
0: day. Yeah. It, it is an absolute, it, it, but that's what I, I thought. I, I, but I think that's a thing that's necessary, right? I think it's necessary because until you experience that, like I, you know, I've, <laughs> I I've told this story on Twitter, like it was last summer, like, around this time no, it was last summer so we're getting close but yeah man like like my brother he's he's done mixed martial arts his whole fucking life right like mm-hmm. is, like he he's one of those guys that enjoys being punched in the face that's not me yeah. <laughs>
3: sure. so
0: so last summer we you know having a few bottles of wine or whatever and i'm just like you know i'm just gonna wrestle my brother. <laughs> like we went through my like uh my my uh you know the table on the living room in front of the couch and my brother managed to get my arm up like this and i choke myself out with <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like yeah. and he's like narrating what he's gonna do to me at the time <laughs> <laughs> i'm like no you're not i got this i break the table like all right uh, i'm uh, fuck yeah yeah right because <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it goes back to what you're saying like there's it, it's if you have the skills to do it, which I highly implore everybody to you know learn this shit. You know, right? That that's something you can go do. Like you don't have to sure. have a great, amazing talent. You know, no one's telling you to become the world champion in the UFC, but go learn how to fucking defend yourself. Is it? Yeah. Wrong with that? Yeah.
1: No, hundred percent. And it's funny. Is how people- how curveball. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Is even even this what we just talked about? If certain people find it they're gonna take it out of context too it's okay. it's really funny like no matter how much uh like uh roy from weapon outfitters had a great tweet uh you can't you know i'm gonna have to paraphrase it but he was like basically you know twitter's mass communication so whenever, whenever you write a tweet it could be misinterpreted in the most wild possible ways that you never even imagined you know which is 100 true it happens all the time um and this is this is not even talking about getting dragged for stupid shit I, I say plenty of stupid shit but well, you yeah. know. <laughs> 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 but it is a it is a funny place I yeah. I don't know you just have to laugh it off and be like okay you guys can go rage at that um, all yeah. you want and all no you're
0: you know. right but I, I feel like we've dropped several hours worth of knowledge here so that's great okay, um, yeah so Braxton McCoy you can follow him uh Braxton McCoy. On Twitter,
1: he's got the bunkhouse. How can they find you on that? Uh, Okay. The, um, yeah, right. and that's and just that, we just all we do. Like that's another thing people like if they think it's like a masculinity thing. just we, we never talk about masculinity. We just take people to shoot and learn med skills and shit like that. So it's, there's no masculinity, bro. Right now, improve yourself.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he's got that. And then he uh also has his own podcast, which you can hear him at on is the Braxton McCoy podcast, right?
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's anywhere where there are podcasts. Um pretty infrequent down, uh uploader, but
0: I I mean there. I enjoy them. I mean, you know, every time I drive, that's all I do. I just listen oh, I appreciate to the I don't I, I do Braxton and I do Joe Rogan. That's about it. I definitely you don't get you. My my wife was like, Do you listen to yourself? I'm like, fuck no. Why would I listen to myself? Oh, yeah, idiot no. as I ramble through this shit. Why would I want to listen <laughs> to it a second time? No, that's really <laughs> I've never listened to any podcast I've ever done. So if anyone yeah, ever Hey, do you remember when you said this? No, I don't because i I have no idea what I've said. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I hear you, man. All right, brother. Okay, we'll so that's to get Braxton you
0: McCoy at Braxton McCoy. Uh, and you can find him on the bunkhouse, as he said, and then find his podcast, Braxton McCoy. On all of those great podcast hosting sites. All right, brother. Thank you.
1: Okay. I appreciate it, bro. Thanks.